Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Hey. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. City FM 97.3 Come on! Come on! Reaching the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. My work will be while I'm a woman. Fonko Bogbeno, in your lie to Ikatamo, Eco Kuranya Bano, Mawaboe Wale Mawonoe, Fonko Bogbeno, in your lie to Ikatamo, Eco Kuranya Bano, Mawajapo, the ocean of Fenshona, Shia, Mawajapo. Perez music bringing time to 25 minutes past 6. Welcome to the Wednesday edition. City Breakfast Show. Enter actions with boldness. You may feel the fear, but do it anyway. For I am the Lord, I will be with you. When you go through the waters, when you go through the fire, I will be with you. Though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. 
For thy rod and thy staff They do comfort me You prepare a table before me In the presence of my enemy As a word for you this morning The one who keepeth thee You will not be afraid Of the arrow that flyeth by day Nor the pestilence that wasted by noonday Because you have made the Lord Who is my refuge Even the most high Thy hiding place There shall no evil befall thee Oh yes That's why we choose to start the show today. It's a song of assurance. It's a song of safety. It says he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm sure you know there are over 360 fear knots in the scripture. Knowing that for every day you have nothing to fear. It's a packed show today. So much to talk about. Starting off with Business Sense brought to you by ADB. Get up to 20, 80% of your next net monthly salary with the ADB Payday Plus. Call us on 024-428-4197. There's no interest on repayment within the first month. Your money hits your account on the same day. So reach out to Meredith on 0243273369 or now on 0244284197. We're getting into the newspaper review shortly. Brought to you by Total. In times like these, you need an oil that delivers excellent quality, cleanliness and protection while reducing your fuel change interval. Join the Total Quartz Nation movement now for optimum performance and efficiency. Go to your nearest Total service station and ensure your car gets the protection it needs. And watch out for more on Perez Music in the month of August. We're also sponsored by Fidelity Bank. Go to our website to update your records. Use our Fidelity mobile app to do same. Use the Ghana card to continue and join a world of convenient banking with Fidelity Bank. Call 0800-003355. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. You know, I was, I was wondering, you know, if she could keep on because the force has got a lot of power and it makes me feel like it, it makes me feel like it. 
Well, the plan was for the food to go yesterday mm-hmm. to the schools. Um, we will find out. Mm-hmm. As of eyewitness news time, there were still concerns about uh, the food. Maybe they, maybe they sent it in the night. So, some of the old students are not waiting. I can see Maoli school. They are doing things there. Yeah, but mm-hmm. some of the schools have decided to be proactive. Mm-hmm. Some are also quite petrified. It's but one of the stories we'll be dealing with this morning. There's a report that we'll tell you about. One school actually in Kumasi closed down and asked the students to go and buy food and come back. The, it's, it's a boarding school? Yes. They asked the students to go and, and buy, buy food, food and, and come, come back. back. Okay. We'll find out more about this on yeah, the show. Yeah, let me take you to the front page of the Daily Graphic then. All right. The front page is very, 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 very MPPH this morning mm-hmm. because the National Executive Contest is very close. But mm-hmm. so it says, who wins? MPP chairmanship contest. Three mm-hmm. emerged front runners. Mm-hmm. 6,730 delegates to decide fate. Mm-hmm. Stephen Ayesu in team. Mm-hmm. Five times contestant is on the front page. Mm-hmm. Stephen Asamuabwati, a.k.a. Asabi. Mm-hmm. First time contestant is there. He's the one promising to pay 1,000 CDs a month. Mm-hmm. George Kwabnaba and Kwayeboa, first time contestant, is also it's, on the front former page. national treasurer. Treasurer, yes. All right. Government retreat discusses way forward for economy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then request to free Sir John's assets. Special prosecutor to appeal High Court ruling. On the back page, mm. uh, Great Court demolishes structures and the high tension lines in Accra, and Ministry endorses demolition work at Mempasem. Now, this was in the news last week, very controversial, the ideal college situation. I'll give you details. All right. The Ghanaian Times front page. Let's focus on influencing global economic order. The president is urging African leaders. Also, IMF programs should not affect free SHS. This is coming from Child Rights International. Hmm. And immigration personnel put on high 
high alert on Ghana-Burkina Faso border at Mognori to avert terrorist attack. Also, 1,300 people killed in road crashes from January to June 2022. Mm. Front page of the Herald newspaper this morning, Ekufuado getting swamped by workers' demands and threats told to learn from Sri Lankan unrest to restructure government. Krum Ayeshidemu hits Kumasi on August 22. High Court for Street Special Prosecutors Corruption Fight and Dr. Clementa Park is unhappy mm. with the Auditor General over his refusal to retrieve 29 billion Ghana cities. Mm. Find a front page. Hands off free SHS under IMF bailout. Bright appear cautions as negotiations progress. Also, workers' demo over MPS deal cripples G- G- GPHA. That's the Ghana Ports and Harbors Authority. National Cathedral. Government risks $8 million judgment debt over buildings demolished. Mm. And government will reclaim all state lands from encroachers. This is coming from Deputy Lands Minister. Benito From page of the Republic Press says Ghanaians need to see evidence of your thirty percent salary cut. Prof. Jampo to a Kufuado SP clashes with Judge over Sir John's assets. Boga MP's case adjourned indefinitely. Kola chokes government mm. as public services workers join strike. Right. The Canadian Observer front page, current global economic crisis, a wake-up call, says Vice President Balmia. Also, IMF bailout, Ghana will bounce back, says our Trade Minister. Mm. Mid-year budget review postponed to 27th July. Government moves to safeguard public lands and no guarantor loan scheme. Student Loans Trust Fund disburses 12 million Ghana cities to students. Front page of the Inquisitor newspaper, NPP General Secretary is Justin Kudia on masters here. Doctors demand cola to a smile Dr. Titus Bayo is on the front page of the paper, Bernard. Mm. The new crusading guide front page. Food shortage in schools. Government goes to the rescue. Also, chaos over Mpehuasem lands. Needless, says Deputy Lands Minister. High Court declines the Office of the Special Prosecutor's freezing of Sir John's assets, and the SP is appealing that. MPP Chairmanship Race, Amiyawa Kumfi, scores 59.12% in latest survey, and over 20,000 unpaid Gold Coast Fund customers petitioned the IMF. Wow. Front page of the Daily Analyst, finally, Bernard. Uh, the Sir John story makes it to the front page. Public workers jo- to join the Kola strike. Also on the front page, Parliament probes food shortages in schools. Agban uh, Backbend Speaker of Parliament is on the front page. Deal with fake palm oil on markets. I'll give you detail about that later. The Informer has an interesting banner headline. Elections 2024. NDC and NPP victory not guaranteed. Hmm. And they're attributing that to Imani Africa. Mm-hmm. Also, bring back road toll, says Guta expert. Mm-hmm. Maintain e-levy and reduced, at reduced rate, says economist. And financial crisis management. Take destiny into your own hands, Ikufuadu urges African countries. Also, I was misled to attack contractor, says Hobson Adoy. Alright, a couple of comments coming and good morning, Bernard and team. Come to us, and you and people are not surprising them. Or you say, people are not surprising them. Yesterday, the students were complaining of shortage of salt. They now cook without common salt. Interview students and not those in authority. We can't speak because of victimization. Thank you. Let me go actually to the online mm-hmm. sites and give you some stories quickly on this. And a couple of text messages corroborating what you were saying. Although there's a report that says the government is gotten some food ready to send. So, but they said they were so, so for example, Kwesi Kwating says 10,000 bags of sugar and 60,000 bags of rice ready for supply to schools. Ready where? I'll give you the details. Uh, as soon as you let me start from there. Yeah, start from there. That's, that was my journal. I'll go to another uh, story there before. Over 90% of people living in flood-prone areas lack information about floods. A KNUST research has revealed 
Also, majority leader proposes adoption of Westminster system of governance in checking corruption. And then this is an interesting source from my journal line. The earliest Ghana could get an IMF deal is first quarter of next year. Mm-mm. Now, if you go to citynewsroom.com, more unions can join the COLA strike organized labor is warning. Also, Supreme Court to give definite ruling in Jachikwesen case on July 27. And then Bibiani and also Bekwai DCE and driver die. After crash on a crack Kumasi highway, and then EC seeking to create new register with eighty million dollars. Haruna Idrisu and the minority have alleged. Star FM's lead story: Teacher unions walk out of negotiations. Also, E Levy Supreme Court orders parties to file joint memo within fourteen days. Also, public service workers to commence strike over cola, and then Oliver Baker slapped with ten thousand cost for contempt. <laughs> 10,000 CDs over contempt. Now, if you go to the Ghana report, GPHA Director General appeals to local unions to call off demonstration. Also, this story from the MC for Bibiani and also Bekwai and driver killed in road crash. This is such a sad story indeed. And then court turns down request to freeze John's assets pending investigation. I just want to give you a few other global stories uh, uh, before we get in. Okay, before that, GNA is talking about IMF negotiations will not affect social intervention programs. Minister is assuring NASA officials gather to unveil web space telescope first full color images. And government is committed to mass atrocity prevention in Ghana. Now, let's go to Reuters. Mm -hmm. Um, Reuters is leading with Sri Lanka. And the basic story there is that uh, the president has run away to a place called Maldives. Mm-hmm. He went in a military jet. Mm-hmm. Sri Lanka president flees to Maldives as street protests end his clan's dominance. His clan's dominance. Yes. So it's not just his. <laughs> so the man, the man, his real, his uncle is everything. <laughs> but you know when you know you don't have power. The story is that when he got to the airport. The immigration officials refused to process him. <laughs> <laughs> BBC's angle to the story is that state of emergency called in Sri Lanka's anxiety grows. Their president flees country on a military jet. Now, Twitter has sued Elon Musk over $44 billion takeover deal. Then, let me give you another quick one on Bloomberg. They are talking about the era of expensive oil is here to stay. Mm. The era of expensive oil... Is here to stay. And they are saying, shunned in Europe, Russia fuel is flooding to the Middle East. So we are in a multipolar world. Very interesting things happening. All right, let's start with some of the big stories. School, let's start from school. school, school start story. From All right, so the story I have is on myjoyonline.com and it attributes the comment to Kwesi Kwating. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is saying that the education ministry says government is ready to supply some 10,000 bags of sugar. And 60,000 bags of rice to some schools, to schools across the country. PR officer of the Education Music Quarting in an interview on Newsnight said the supplies would be made to schools in Greater Accra, Ashanti, and Upper West Region. He said the ministry had already dispatched trucks to deliver these supplies to the various schools. Now, the good news is that as of now, the minister has intervened. As I speak, packs of food items are on their way. Then he mentions some of the places. He didn't get there yesterday. Maybe there's traffic. <laughs> so, so that's the story. Now, in the wake of all of this, the Speaker of Parliament has tasked five yes. parliamentary committees to investigate yes. the concerns of the school feeding caterers. Yeah, I have that story on page 18 of the Daily Graphic. And he said the committees on education, gender, children and social protection, health, food and agri and finance must report to Parliament their findings and recommendations on the, visi- on the feasibility and sustainability of the programs of the two institutions before the end of October mm. this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said his attention had been drawn to the recent protest and strike by caterers of the school feeding program as 
well. Still on the school issues, the IMF program should not affect free SHS. Child Rights International has appealed to the government to do everything within its power to protect and maintain the free senior high school program as the country goes for IMF program. Ghana's decision to go for an IMF program in the wake of the country's economic challenges has sparked fear, a possible review of some of the government's social intervention programs, such as the free SHS. According to a statement issued and signed by the executive director of CRI, Mr. Bright Appear, he said, under no circumstances should the free SHS policy suffer due to an IMF program. He said, although the details of the program are yet to be decided, many economic experts are of the view that the government flagship program might suffer a setback or possibly be scrapped because of its constraints on the national purse. He said the gains of free SHS are so huge mm. and risking it would spell doom for many Ghanaian children, saying that since it already started, it will be expensive to review it. Staying with education, mm-hmm. uh, Maoli School has recruited eight kitchen, uh, kitchen casuals to avert chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, on page 28 of the Daily Graphic, in a frantic move to avert feeding problems on campus, the authorities of Homaoli School have engaged four national service personnel and four casual workers to manage the kitchen. Now, this is because of the strike. Now, the old students uh, from the 1994-year group have also donated one hundred benches mm-hmm. to the school's dining hall because they do not want to see their students standing whilst they eat up and that's been a thing mm-hmm. there as well. Now teacher unions work out of negotiation meeting and mm-hmm. then more labor unions could join Cola strike. It is reporting organized labor has warned that more unions would join the strike to demand the payment of cost of living allowance. They've accused government of failing to present a proposal during yesterday's engagement with over twenty labor unions. The government attempts to get the four teacher unions to call off their strike uh, led to the end of the meeting. During the meeting, the government asked the leadership of the unions to call off the strike before negotiations could begin, but the teachers remained adamant and subsequently staged a walkout. A representative of the Ghana Association of University Administrators, Michael Usuansa, accused the government of using inappropriate methods to resolve the issue. Speaking of strikes, well, in the final newspaper, public service workers declare strike, but also workers demo over MPS deal cripples GPHA. So the local union of the Ghana Ports and Harbors Authority has started a series of demonstrations to mount pressure on the Meridian Port Service, or MPS, to cede an agreed 20% of container business to the GPHA. Mm. Most workers were dressed in red shirts with red fabric tied around their heads and hands. They said they cannot pride themselves as staff of GPHA as activities supposed to have been under their control are directed to MPS and foreigners. Hmm. Now, they issued a statement. It was jointly signed by Mr. Emmanuel Ahin Young, who is the local union chairman, and Mr. John Tieku, who's the local union secretary. They said they've started a series of demos to force the reversal of the MPS GPHA concession agreement that was signed in 2015. Mm-hmm. They say it impacts their workforce negatively. So we have to be following that story. Now, the week. earliest Ghana could get an IMF deal is first quarter of next year, according to sources. Join News is learning that the earliest the country or the fund could take a decision on whether to give Ghana a deal will be the first quarter of 2023. This is according to sources close to the fund. The revelation follows a crunch meeting between officials and Parliament's Finance Committee on Tuesday, the 12th of July. A source within the Finance Committee who was privy to the conversation with the IMF to join News Kwekwasante that the fund is seriously concerned about the country's debt position and, and will undertake a debt sustainability analysis before agreeing a deal with government. And yesterday this one came to but just to rehash the IMF engagement has pushed the media budget review to July twenty five. You find that on page twenty of the daily Meanwhile, graphic. let me just give you one delay in paying contractors would worsen government's debt position. So maybe mm. let me give you that. Michael Obodi is reporting on City Business News that the construction chamber 
is saying that government's consistent delays in paying contractors is further worsening its disposition. This is according to the Ghana Chamber of Construction Industry, which said that the government's non-payment continues to attract penalties which would balloon the amount the government owes. CEO of the Chamber, Manor Cherry, said if a contract is being given to a contractor to execute, there are clauses in the contract that state that if you reach a certain percentage, you raise a certificate. That interim payment certificate has to be honored. If the contractor raises a certificate before it is used, before it used to be 28 days, but now it's 91 revised with regard to building, goes on and on and on. He says, because of all of this, government debt position is going to worsen and the government must make sure it pays contractors their monies. Let me t- some of which are in over five years arrears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five years. Can you imagine? Imagine the rate of the dollar five years ago. That's 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably for like four point something. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of money that government owes or could owe, mm. the National Cathedral, government risks $8 million judgment debt over buildings demolished. Now, in 2018, the government took over Waterstone Realty's two-story multipurpose building, which was adjacent the Physicians and Surgeons mm. Complex at Ridge. Mm. They demolished it as part of the lands acquired for the construction of the National Cathedral. Mm. Now, documents cited by the finder indicate that the property was valued at more than $4 million uh-huh. by an independent valuer. It was compulsorily acquired by the state in 2018. Mm. At the time of acquisition, Waterstone Realty had rented it to another company with rental income of more than $84,000 per year. Mm-hmm. The loss of this income led to loss of over 40 direct and indirect jobs. They had to refund $54,000 of already paid rent to a tenant at the time that the state wanted the building vacated to acquire it for the National Cathedral. Mm. And this strained the company's financial position. So mm. the investigations are still going on, but... If it ends up going in Waterstone's favor, mm. they're saying they could risk, the government could risk paying $8 million. Well, mm. let me tell you about the special prosecutor. He's been in court. The front page of the Republic Press has that story. SP clashes with the ju- with judge over Sir John's assets. It says that the special prosecutor has advertised his intention to appeal a ruling by an Accra High Court preventing his office from freezing the assets of the late Kujos Refri, former mm. CEO of the Forestry Commission, saying, quote, if this decision is left to stand, the Republic will lose the fight against corruption in unimaginable ways. Mm. Unhappy with the dismissal of the application, the Office of the Special Prosecutor in a statement insisted, quote, the judge, with respect, totally misapprehended the application for confirmation of the freezing order and misdirected herself by characterizing the application as that of a confiscation order. Really, now, really staying cool. with... Yeah. Uh, Two demolition stories. issues. Yes, back page of the Daily Graphic. Uh, ministry endorses demolition work at Mempasem. Uh, story by Timothy Nyangme says the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources has stated that the Lands Commission rightly exercised this constitutional mandate to protect public lands when it demolished structures on state lands at Mempasem, East Legon, in Accra. Hmm. Uh, the Deputy Minister in Charge of Land and Forestry, Benny Tosu, be explained that the demolition exercise carried out near I do College. Was it near I do College or So, so there's a, it's near because they are claiming that that portion of land is not part of the school. Okay. Uh-huh. I'll get to that matter later, but you hold on there. It says, uh, in a, this was at a briefing. He said he was setting the records straight. He said that the 22 plots of land being claimed by the proprietor of Ideal College, Dr. Joseph Kobna Isibu, belonged to the state and will be duly reclaimed. He also used that uh, platform to explain the contract with a company called INOC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I, according to him, according to the Executive Secretary of the Lands Commission, James Jackson, said the ministry contracted Messrs. Inoc Holdings Limited to assist in the recovery and protection of state lands because the commission did not have the structures and logistics to serious? protect the reclaimed lands. There's a private company that has better logistics than the state. So the whole government needs a private person to help reclaim land. But you see, so there's a so what 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 legal land guards. 
I don't even understand okay. because you have police, you have all these uh, uh, states. So, is it are they running parallel to the police? Do they work with the police? What kind of arrangement is that? But but it's about his endorse what they are doing. Now but they are we'll get to it. There are two issues, and you know both of these issues are in the constituency of leader Seram Al Hassan. So she's visited both places in the past couple oh, of days. Yes, she's been busy. Great cause demolition also affected hundreds of people. Yes, who have structures under yeah, and there's some high tension lines in the West Westwogom municipality. Yeah. Started around five a.m. and the uh, removed wooden structures serving as makeshift homes for squatters. It, it was it was a very sad story if you look at some of the effects. So, for example, there's a city news story that says mother and baby left at the mercy of the weather after Greco demolition at North Jolu. You should listen to some of the people and the things they said. It's I know. To be fair, some of them were saying you've put up houses at Saglemi, like acres of acres of land houses. You've not put anybody in it. We don't have anywhere to live. You should even move us somewhere. You know, we are not endorsing illegality, but sometimes we also have to balance the way we go about these things. They claim they were not told, but the reporter spoke to the officials of Igor who said they went there the day before to inform them. So some of them were alleging that the same place would be given to car dealers. All kinds of things going on there. But we should be mindful of the nature of how we do what we have to do. You know, because to have hundreds of people kiosk removed on the same day at the same time, you are going to create an emergency situation. Sometimes you should be able to manage these things in a better way. Yeah. Let's come to the Times. The center spread of the Ghanaian Times. Immigration personnel put on high alert at Ghana-Burkina Faso border at Mognori to avert terrorist attack. Mm. Now, personnel of the GIS have intensified their patrols at the Ghana-Burkina Faso border at Mognori and Ghana-Togo border in Boku at the Upper East region to avert any acts of terrorism. The heavy security detail at the border towns has been occasioned by a suspected terrorist attack that claimed two lives, including a local imam at a village called Benyayile in neighboring Burkina Faso. The attack took place on Monday. The assailants targeted influential people, such as imams, leaders of various religious denominations, among others. And this was a source from the immigration disclosing this to the Times. The tragic incident occurred so close to the Bansi community at Boku, the source said, and hundreds of Burkina Bays tried to cross over. But they were repelled by the personnel of the Ghana Immigration Service. So, mm. keeping eyes Let on me that. take you global. A couple of stories. The Reuters is reporting that Sri Lankan president has fled to Maldives as street protests end his clan's dominance. Now, this is a report from Colombo that Gotabaya Rajapaska has fled the country. He has Pascha. Hours <laughs> before he was due to step down after a people's uprising. Uh, over a devastating economic crisis ended his family's powerful grip on the island nation. As news of the president's flight spread, thousands of people gathered at the main protest site in Colombo chanting, Gota Thief, Gota Thief, referring to him by a nickname. Hundreds of others stormed the prime minister's office demanding the resignation of the prime minister, Ranil Wikrem Singh. Mm. Then the story gives the background of how far Maldives, Maldives is about 760 kilometers from mm. uh, Sri Lanka's capital Colombo and it's in the Indian Ocean. Nice. Now, the, 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 the Prime Minister in his capacity declared a state of emergency and imposed curfew in the Western province, the Prime Minister's media security told Reuters. Then in Nigeria, there's a row over the running mate for Tinubu. Tinubu and the story in Premium Time says that uh, APC Christian group have rejected the Muslim-Muslim presidential ticket and they say the decision is insensitive. So some Christian political leaders within all progressive Congress, which is the party of the man, ruling party, has rejected the party's decision to field Kashim Shetima as running mate, and he is a Borno state governor. And uh, both Tinubu and Shetima are Muslims, a combination that has triggered varying reactions since the former announced the latter as his running mate in Katina on Sunday. We'll keep an eye on that story as well. And then finally, Bloomberg is saying that the era of expensive oil 
is here to stay. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Libya's political chaos is worsening a global oil supply crisis. And even though Europe is refusing to buy Russian oil, Middle East is very happy to do business with them. Mm-hmm. And all of that is pushing global oil prices further up. Just Finally. Before we go, yes, you have the tragic story about the MC who was killed in a oh, car yes. accident. And we, we know 1,300 people killed in road crashes from January to June 2022. This is in the time. So those are the numbers now. Mm. The first half of the year, 1,300 people lost their lives on our roads. Mm. Even though they say this is a decrease in the number of people killed by road crashes within the same period last year, mm. it's still not a good number. Thank you very much, Kukui. Thank you, Godfrey. That was the News Apparel Review. Coming up next is the City Business News. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. It's a minute to seven. The City Business News is up next. It's brought to us by Enterprise Life, Goyle, and MTN. Obi Osa is joining us here with the details. Get the details. Every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Bernard, and good morning to you out there. You're welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, and Enterprise Live, your advantage and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, the Institute of Economic Affairs once again reiterates the need for government to increase its role in the management of inflation in the country. Also, the coalition of aggrieved customers of defunct Gold Coast Fund Management Company urges visit- visiting team from the International Monetary Fund IMF to intervene in retrieving their funds from government. Let's bring you the details of our stories now. The coalition of aggrieved customers of defunct Gold Coast Fund Management Company is calling on the visiting team from the International Monetary Fund IMF to intervene in retrieving their funds from government. According to them, government has unjustifiably delayed their payment after their funds were locked up three years ago. Addressing the media in Accra, the spokesperson of the group, Charles Nyami, appealed to the IMF to, as a matter of urgency, intercede and direct the government through the finance minister to advance payments to customers of the defunct institution. This report has more details. The Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, on November 8, 2019, revoked the operational license of the Gold Coast Fund Management Company and some 52 other investment companies due to liquidity and regulatory breaches. According to the SEC, the revocation of the licenses was to protect the integrity of the securities market and investors. Following this, some of the 53 firms exercised their rights under Section 19.3 of Act 929 and appealed to the Commission's Administrative Hearing Committee for a reconsideration of the decision. Having considered the appeals, the Securities and Exchange Commission in November 2020 started paying some of the locked-up funds of some of the companies whose licenses were revoked, including customers of the Gold Coast Fund Management Company Limited. Despite this, many of the customers of the Gold Coast Fund Management Limited have not received their monies. With no hope of when their monies will be paid, leadership of the aggrieved customers of the Gold Coast Fund Management Company are bemoaning the lack of action on the part of government to 
pay their funds. They are thus calling on a visiting team from the International Monetary Fund, IMF, to intervene. Charles Nyami is the spokesperson of the Coalition of Aggrieved Customers of the Gold Coast Fund Management Company Limited, and he spoke to some journalists at a media briefing in Accra. We are petitioning the IMF to intervene because we are hopeless and helpless. And we are also afraid that since the country is running to IMF, maybe part of the conditionalities may affect us. So there is a need for us to draw the IMF attention even as the negotiation is still ongoing. And again, we believe that if IMF could look at our petition and consider and made it a condition for the government to pay us, it would be in our best interest. Because how things are going, we don't foresee the government doing anything positive for us. Come to think of it, we have over 90% of our members being retirees. That's pensioners. Those have invested there. You can see around, look at these old people sitting down here in today's press conference. Their monies are locked up. And between January to this time around, we have lost over 274 pensioners. And if you check the, the conditions surrounding their death, they needed medical attention, but they couldn't assess their funds for medical treatment, and they died. That was a spokesperson of the Coalition of Aggrieved Customers of defunct Gold Coast Fund Management Company, Charles Nyami, ending the report. Now, the Institute of Economic Affairs, IEA, is asking the government to take overall responsibility in checking the rise in the country's inflation rate, as they suggest the use of a hybrid approach to deal with the situation over the long term. Now, this approach, according to the Institute, is a combination of the inflation targeting approach, which targets headline inflation, and an approach that directly targets key components that drive up cost of uh, components in the basket that determines the consumer price inflation in Ghana. Now, Dr. John Kwachi is the Director of Research at the IEA, and he was speaking at a roundtable discussion on rethinking inflation management in Ghana in the wake of COVID-19 and the Russia-Ukraine war. We deal with inflation on a lasting basis. We will recommend a mixed or hybrid approach. And this will be a combination of the IT approach. I'm not saying abandon IT. We should be there. But uh, which, for want of a better name, I'll call it the macro approach. Because it goes after, you know, inflation. Um, and that's a macro kind of uh, uh, variable. Um, with an approach that directly targets the, the persistent supply or cost components of the CPI, which I will refer to as the micro approach. In other words, if fuel is a major source of your inflation, go after it, target it, and do something about it. If it is um, a food, do something about food. If it is the exchange rate, try and do something about the exchange rate. Uh, or um, uh, transport, do something about transport. Don't just limit yourself to an IT framework that goes after everything to, you know, all together um, and targeting, you know, not targeting the right sources of the inflation. 
Dr. John Kwache is the Director of Research at the Institute of Economic Affairs. Now, the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications, Engineer Dr. Kenneth Ashibe, has backed calls for transparency in the manner in which funds accrued from the electronic transfer levy are used. Now, the implementation of the levy started on Sunday, May 1, 2022, and has been faced with some challenges, including a low level of interest, which has seen revenue from the tax faltering. We have more in the next report. One of the sources government was hoping would help it raise much-needed revenue is the e-levy. But information from government's quarters indicates that it is underperforming woefully. A leading member of the New Patriotic Party, Gabia Sarachudako, recently noted that the tax measure since its implementation has generated only 10% of estimated revenue, causing some to call for it to be scrapped. Others, on the other hand, have advocated more transparency with how the funds from the tax are used to engender increased support. Speaking to City Business News on the issue of transparency, engineer Dr. Kenneth Ashigbe advocated the rollout of measures and strategies that will inform people on how their taxes are being used. And I think it's, it is fair to ask that if we decided that we're taking this um, tax for this particular purpose, we are able to go back and then see that is it actually being used for that particular purpose. And uh, for me, as um, a governance, a corporate governance student, I think that transparency and, and providing information f- uh, by the people who hold fiduciary responsibility to the citizenry is important. And I don't think I don't think we do enough of that, you know. And it's something that on a constant basis, if you want you know, to take out all the, you know, the clouds of suspicion and perception that is behind it. A lot more transparency, you know, uh, you know, if you could even have, you know, a site that customers can go to and find out, you know, what is happening, how much is coming, what is being used for, for example, will be helpful. You know, if I, I live in Awudome Estate, for example, if I can find out what my, my MPs, my MCEs are doing, you know, in terms of the revenues that have been raised and how they're being used, I think all of that, you know, would help us. And, and so uh, the more we are able to be transparent, you know, with the way we do our things, the, the better for us. CEO of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications, Dr. Engineer Kenneth Nashibi, ending that report. Now, if African countries are to be competitive and reap maximum benefit under the African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement, critical attention must be given to industrialization. Now, this is according to the Secretary General of the AFCFTA Secretariat, Wam Kilimene, who is rather concerned about the volume of trade and jobs Africa is losing out on due to the underdevelopment of the manufacturing sectors of various member countries. He therefore urge leadership of African countries to strive to improve the narrative to better position their economies to take advantage of global trade. He was speaking at the launch of the Africa World Trade Network in Accra. The contribution of our continent to global trade and output is 2.1%. The contribution of our continent to global GDP is 3%. The contribution of Singapore, and if you've heard me say this before, my, my apologies for repeating, the contribution of Singapore to global trade is over 6%, to global trade and output. So all of us, 55 of us combined, our contribution 
to global trade and output is less than that of a single country. Secretary General of the AFCFT, Secretariat Wam Kelly Menel. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of DataBank for more on the topic how you can avoid making investment decisions based on emotions. In investing, following the crowd, otherwise known as herd behavior, can be detrimental to the outcome of your investments because what is good for someone else may not necessarily be good for you. So here are two more tips to help you avoid the pitfalls of herd behavior. Number one, make sure your potential choice fits with your financial goals and needs. Discuss your decision with your advisor who can help to look at where you are today and where you want to go. Staying focused on your financial goals will help you avoid making decisions based on emotions in good times and bad. Visit Databank's website as well to find out many other resources that will help you define your financial goals, create a plan, and better understand investing and the investment world. Number two, be aware of costs. Investors following the latest trend or the latest hot thing will typically engage in frequent buying and selling behavior. This can result in increased costs and fees, which can affect the overall return on your investments. At Databank, we believe engaging a licensed financial advisor will help ensure your decisions will benefit you over the long term. It is important to be an informed investor. Invest wisely. That was Gillian Hammer of Databank, and that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, and Enterprise Life, your advantage, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Bobby Osei. Do have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Time check, 14 minutes past 7. Uh, let me tell you which story we missed today, which I thought was a great story. Page 6 of the Daily Graphic. A uh, story by Emmanuel Bruce and Faith Ayokomensa. Use oil export windfall to reduce petrol prices. Coming from one of my favorite people, Dr. John Kwachi. Now, Dr. Kwachi is the director of research at IEA. He has asked the government to use part of the windfall from the surge in crude oil prices on international markets to cushion Ghanaians at the pump. With prices of petroleum products being a major driver of inflation in the country, he says such a move would help control inflation and bring it to sustainable levels. Dr. John Kwachi said this in a presentation on the theme, Rethinking the Inflation Management, Rethinking Inflation Management in Ghana in the wake of COVID-19 and Russia-Ukraine war. He urged the government to use part of the increased revenue from the sale of crude oil to mitigate the pressure on citizens, especially those that occasioned by the expected increase in the X pump price. I associate myself with that suggestion from Dr. Kwachi. Time to find out what's happening in the world of sports. And it's brought to us by Lesha. If you're a government worker or a private salary worker ready to go big with your passion, Lesha has great news for you. Take a new loan between the months of May and August and receive a cashback reward. Apply for our competitive payroll loans now and get rewarded really big. You may go to appforms.leshego.com or call 0577-699923. Let's go big together. Leshego, let's improve life. The City Breakfast Show.
Benjamin Kitez here. Time for the sport. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Let's get into the headlines. And Otoado Blackstar's head coach insists Ghana is under no pressure heading into the World Cup in Qatar. Sports Ministry assures black princesses of support ahead of the under-20 uh, World Cup in Costa Rica. And Chelsea Football Club are close to a green deals for defenders Khalidu Koulibaly and Nathan Ake. Get to the details now. And Black Stars head coach Otoado believes there is no pressure on him and Ghana heading into the World Cup in Qatar. Ghana is currently the lowest-ranked team heading into the tournament, and will have to overcome Portugal, South Korea, and Uruguay in the group stages in order to reach the knockout rounds for the first or for the third time in the country's history. Now, according to Otoado, he's honored to be leading the Black Stars to a World Cup, and will do his best to ensure that the team succeeds. For me, at the end, it's a football match and pressure is something different. And um, the way I grew up and what I saw also in my time when I was in Ghana, you have to be clear at the end of sport and pressure is something different. If you don't know what you eat the next day, and I had a lot of friends which were in that stage, this is real pressure. And even though they were in this situation, they, they were laughing, they were dancing. So for me, it's just a big honor to be in this position. Um, I will try my best for us to have success, and uh, there's nothing more, nothing less. Um, I think uh, in the FIFA World Rangers, we are at the last position. I know there was a lot of pressure on that game against Nigeria, but at the end, we had nothing to lose. From where we came from, nobody expected us to qualify and we qualified. So I know that when we get to the World Cup, nobody except the Ghanaians <laughs> will ex- expect something big from us. So there's really no pressure uh, for us. Um, like I said, we are at the last position of all. We are even behind, um, with all the respect, but behind Qatar and other nations. And so we can only win. Black Stars head coach Otoado speaking there to some other news in the Ministry of Youth and Sports has assured Ghana's black princesses of its support ahead of the 2022 and a 20-women's World Cup. The team has been training at the Ghanaman Soccer Center of Excellence in Pram Pram for the past few weeks and will pitch camp in Europe from July 15 to July 30 ahead of the competition in Costa Rica next month. Ghana have been placed in a difficult Group D with the United States of America, the Netherlands and Japan. Now, Sports Minister Mustafa Yusuf has urged the team to make an impression at the competition. Having watched some of your previous matches, and I know that you are so, so, so poised for action. And you are going to do well in Costa Rica, there's no doubt. Just this is a big platform given to you for you to show what you can do for this great country and do for yourself. Because also, it's also a platform for you to showcase what you have, your talents. And that may lead you to so many big places and places that you never dream of. Government is doing everything. We've put in everything, whether financial, logistics, to ensure that you have a very fruitful preparation. We believe in you. We believe that you are going there to make an impact. We believe that you are going there to lift the flag of this country high and you will never disappoint us. So our prayers are with you as you leave the shores of this country to begin the journey of bringing the, uh, the world stage under 20 women champions uh, World Cup. You bring it to Ghana.
So you heard Sports Minister Mustafa Youssef speaking there to some other news. And the Egyptian Football Association has named former Benfica manager Rui Vitoria as the new coach of its men's national team. The 52-year-old Portuguese has signed a four-year contract and succeeds Ahab Galau, who was sacked as Pharaoh's boss in June after just three matches in charge. Galau's short spell included a defeat by Ethiopia at the start of the qualifiers for the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations. Now, Vitoria is Egypt's third coach this year and will be tasked with restoring the seven-time African champions' position among the continent's top sides after their failure to qualify for the World Cup finals in Qatar. Let's move on to some pre-season news. And Eric Ten Hag enjoyed a winning start as Manchester United manager as uh, three first-half goals set up uh, his side for an impressive 4-0 win over Liverpool in Bangkok. Now, Jadon Sancho opened the scoring before Fred and Anthony Martial increased United's lease against Liverpool side that made 21 changes across the 19 minutes, including uh, half-hour Camels for new signings, Darwin Nunez and Fabio Cavallo. Now, Uruguayan uh, Facundo Pelestri added the fourth as Liverpool were made to pay for a combination of their wastefulness at one end and defensive errors at the other. Uh, let's hear from Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp after the side's defeat. He believes the game came with a little, it came a little bit early for his side. The result is obviously stands there, so we have to accept that always. Uh, but of course, I think it's clear that we could have scored our goals as well. But then it would have been a more spectacular game because I think the, the goals we gave away for United uh, were nearly there to get assists for it, to be honest. So, um, but they're used to chances, so that's how it is. And they had really good moments for us, it's problems in a few. Um, but I saw a lot of good stuff for my team as well. If the game obviously came a bit too early for us, but for a few of our players, um, you can see that as well. Individual mistakes um, happen in football, but we did them in moments where we were not too sore anymore, pretty much, because where we were not that open. Um, all these kind of things, it's all to explain, it's all, um, um, it was pretty clear where we, where we made the mistakes, but um, in the end, you have to, to keep on playing, that's what we did, we could have scored, I think, three, four in the last five minutes, but didn't, and uh, that's our fault. And so, atmosphere great, welcome, fantastic, uh, organization really, really good, and result, not so, that's what we... Liverpool head coach Jürgen Klopp speaking there. Man United manager Eric Ten Hag says he was satisfied with the performance of his team. Of course we are satisfied today because I think there was a team with a great spirit and we know we are just started. And uh, when things wrong and uh, clear, uh, we did the press, we made some mistakes in pressing, we conceded some chances, but also we created a lot. And I think our team play brave, play proactive. Uh, we have to work really hard to get out the mistakes, but of course we are happy with the first game. Man United manager Eric Ten Hag speaking there to some transfer news and Barcelona have beaten Chelsea to the signing of Rafinha after reaching an agreement with Leeds United for the Brazilian winger. The fee is thought to be worth over 60 million euros including add-ons with the player expected to travel to Barcelona today for his medicals. Now Barca's agreement with Leeds comes following weeks of negotiations with the Premier League side pushing for a deal similar to the one they agreed with Chelsea worth in excess of 70 million euros to more transfer related news and Chelsea are in talks to sign Napoli defender Khalidou Koulibaly and Manchester City centre-back Nathan Ake. Now Thomas Tuchel's side have been left short in central defence after the departures of Antonio Rudiger to Real Madrid and Andreas Christensen to Barcelona both on free transfers. The Blues are hopeful of signing both Ake and Koulibaly. Meanwhile, Raheem Sterling's move uh, from Man City to um, Chelsea is expected to be confirmed in 
the next couple of hours. The England forward is flying out to join Chelsea's squad in Los Angeles before his transfer from City can be completed. So that's what's going on. Chelsea are looking to bolster their defense with Koulibaly and Nathan Ake. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lesheho. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. This is the, the City Breakfast Show. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. She's a rich girl. Empty as a pocket, empty as a pocket with nothing to lose. Sing ta na 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 She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. ta na 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 She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. 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 Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. People say she's crazy. She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes Well, that's one way to lose these walking blues Diamonds on the soles of her shoes She was physically forgotten But then she slipped into my pocket with my car keys She said, you're taking me for granted Because I please you Wearing these diamonds And I could say, ooh, 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 ooh. As if everybody knows what I'm talking about. As if everybody here would know exactly what I was talking about. I'm talking about diamonds on the soles of the shoes. Seven thirty-two, and for Simon. She makes the sign of a teaspoon. He makes the sign of a wave. The poor boy changes clothes and he puts on aftershave to compensate for his ordinary shoes. She said, honey, take me dancing But they ended up by sleeping in a doorway While the bodegas and the lights on over Broadway Wearing diamonds on the soles of their shoes And I could say, ooh, 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 ooh
everybody you know what I was talking about. I mean, everybody you would know exactly what I was talking about. I'm talking about God. Multiple birthday requests coming in today, the 13th of July. Special wishes to Samens, the MD of CTFM, City TV. Coming in from quite a number of people. She makes the sign of a teaspoon, he makes the sign of a wave. The poor boy changes clothes and he puts all the This one is coming in to. Samens, he says, Glorious birthday to the big man, my big brother, and my confidant, Samens, a.k.a. Musulinos. <laughs> this is coming from Mana. And also coming in from Wale Adeoye Famosa of Primus Advertising and the team. Wishing you a happy birthday. Everybody, you know what I was talking about. I mean, every and to Zara Banson of the local government service, Accra. And happy but uh, uh-huh. double birthday to Sefas Amada, director of performance management, fair wages, and salaries commission, and engineer Benatha, chief executive of the fair wages and salaries commission. Happy 60th birthday to the loveliest mother of all, Reverend Mrs. Rosemond Anaba. Mommy, you are the true epitome of the word mother. You love intensely. You effortlessly teach godly values and gentleness in conduct, not just with words, but with the very essence of the way you live. What an example you are to all of us. May you continue to flourish in God's supernatural grace to become more so you can do more. From the chairman and leadership of the Fountain Gate Chapel Worldwide. Happy 60th to Reverend Mrs. Rosemond Anaba. She makes the sign of a teaspoon, he makes the sign of a wave. The poor boy changes clothes and he puts on a Also wishing Ellie Klim a happy birthday. She said, honey, take me dancing with This is coming from Albert Kofinu Tako. And I want to join myself to that request as well. He is from the, he is the chief executive of the chamber of independent power producers, Dr. Eliklim Afetogbo. Happy birthday to you, bro. And to my very good friend, Maximus Ametogo. Happy birthday to you, Maximus. Oh, yes. Lots of nice people born on the 13th of July. Maximus Ametogo. Also wishing Marie Asei Ousu of Corpus Christi SHS a happy birthday. You are loved by your grandma, your mom, your auntie, and all your brothers and sisters, as well as your uncle Ken Ashibe. 
May the Lord bless you and let His face shine upon you. Continue to enjoy grace, mercy, and blessings. the latest situation with the schools and food we'll give you some updates on that shortly well we've already told you that the strike actions have continued at least the four teacher unions are still on strike and there does not appear to be a solution anytime soon meeting that was to have been held yesterday you could say the meeting didn't even come on because the initial greetings just ended in a, a sort of an an abrupt end. Carrington Jesus Abani in Takoradi says, Good morning, Bernard and team. Please wish Dr. Rachel Apiadankwa Mabna of Ga East Hospital a glorious happy birthday. Mm. Doc, you have a heart of gold. May the good Lord keep blessing you and your descendants all the days of your life. Mm. This is coming from Irene Kansa. Okay. Um, uh, okay, sorry. Go back down. There we go. Good morning, City Breakfast Show. Please help me wish Henrietta Nanakwachiwa Akwafo of the Ministry of Finance, Budget Division, and Schedule Officer for Ministry of the Interior. Mm. We wish you nothing but the best as you climb the fourth floor. All right. Have a blast. And that is from Irene Nkansa, Ministry of Finance. Okay? All right. What's this? Egbe Zwale. Egbe Zwale. Really? Today has, become, today has become this way. That's what it means. I tell you no lie. Mm. And I said what? Egbezuale. Yeah. You, you made it sound uh, Anzima, but it's ever. Mm. But it sounds Anzima-ish. Yeah. It's yeah. nice though. It's I like it. Name. Yeah. Hello, Bernard. Please wish my dearest wife a blessed birthday. She's Asei Bansa and mm. lovely marshal of the boy brigade. Mm. Right. Tell her I really appreciate and love her. From Egbezuale. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. Bernard and team, please wish my wife, Rebecca Ajin Femeibo, mm. a happy birthday. She mm. made me understand how those dada bees we grew up with felt. Mm. Hey, thank you for all the care and love. Mm. Uh, okay, from your husband, Bob, and Tema, and the kids. Okay. Samachuku and family says happy birthday to Mrs. Evelyn Sapara Grant. Mm-hmm. And happy birthday again to Mrs. Evelyn Sapara Grant. Mm-hmm. Today is the birthday of my cousin, Mrs. Anakote. Okay. Danate says happy birthday to my dear wife, Doreen. Asamayua of hmm. Adafwa. Okay. Mm. Together with Dorothy, Daphne, and Darren, hmm. we say happy birthday. All right. Yeah. My name is Dennis Brown. I'm a financial advisory senior. Mm-hmm. I'll greatly appreciate if you can air this happy birthday message to my wife and mother of my three beautiful children, mm-hmm. Thelma Nadede Brown. All right. I need her to know I love her deeply. Thank I you. appreciate everything she does for the family. Yes, please. She's indeed my better half yes, and indeed. the only half that makes me feel complete. Thank you. I wish her God's favor in all her endeavors mm. from her committed and loving husband. <laughs> Me, dearie. But, but, hey, me, is this an, a, a wish or an apology? Merci beaucoup. Okay. Merci beaucoup. Uh, Siti, please wish our sister Brianna Aseye Agbashi mm-hmm. a happy 10th birthday. All right. We pray for wisdom, understanding, and great accomplishments for her right. from Blossom and Beryl. All right. Better than team, please wish my old boy a very happy birthday. His name is Dr. Harry Koku Agbami. He's a big man. My very own IMF. I tell you. God bless you, Dad, from Carl and the whole family. You know, Carl, Carl is smart. He knows his dad listens to this show. Oh, all right. Dr. Hari Koku Agbanu is, uh, I think, was an executive of uh, uh, UTAG. Yeah. 
fighting for cola, but Yuta, Yuta have not joined the fight. Yuta, they just take out easy. Today is Dr. Eli Plim Afetogbo's birthday. Yeah. He's the CEO of a private power producer. Yes. Um, this is Abuchi Philip from Kita Youth Organizer. Hopeful. He's Kita Youth Organizer, hopeful in Kita. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bernard, please wish our mother, Mrs. Ellen Kuma Joto Maunyo mm-hmm. of Fodome Amele. You got it. A happy birthday for us. Mm-hmm. You're more than a wife and a mother. Mm-hmm. God bless you for all your sacrifices and love. Mm-hmm. This is from your husband, Mr. Winfred Kuma Gaffa and the children. Bernard, please wish Samel. Yes, a sir. happy birthday from all of us at Primus Advertising. Thank you. We wish him many happy returns today. Mm-hmm. May God continue to bless him with good health mm-hmm. and a sound mind in all Jesus' right. name. Amen. Mr. J.K. Tamaklo says, good morning. Mm-hmm. Please, please pass my information to Dr. Mr. Samuel Atamensa. Mm-hmm. I wish him the most blessed birthday celebration. May mm-hmm. the Almighty God grant him long life to celebrate many, many more birthdays. He all should right. enjoy the day. Right. Faustina Obinkra says, happy birthday, Samens. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your special day with good health and long life. All Be right. Blessed. Yeah. 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 And another one coming in Miss my sister-in-law Olencia A glorious happy birthday On behalf of Don Pratt The kids and the rest of the family Another quick one coming in. Happy birthday to my daughter, Annabelle Koleki Tegli of Pentecost Preparatory School, Kofredia KG1B. She's five years old today. Annabelle Koleki Tegli. Or is it Tegli? I'm not sure if I'm getting this right. You are five years old. And you attend the Pentecost Preparatory School, Koforidua. So I think the big question this morning is very clear that some of the challenges the secondary schools are facing is a result of two things. Two things. Mm-hmm. First thing is that the free SHS has increased the number of people in school, which is a good thing. Mm. But it looks like the, it has coincided with an economic crunch that has led to less money for everything. So whilst you have more mouths to feed, the schools are in a worse position to feed those people. And the government does not seem to be managing the, um, I don't know whether to call it the, the process in a, in a, in a, in a way that is, that is helpful. So you have this arrangement with the buffer stock company, which is a very centralized organization based in Accra. And some of the food has to be sent physically and some of the money has to be paid. 
and that whole arrangement doesn't seem to be clear, which is why Parliament Speaker asking for a probe makes sense. Maybe they'll so and to be fair, the parliamentary committees have intervened. The U tax strike it was Parliament that helped to solve it. Mm. So hopefully Parliament could look into the whole arrangement for school feeding, for basic and then for secondary schools mm-hmm. in terms of the SHS and come up with some recommendations on how to, whether to decentralize the buffer stock company or to make direct payments to the schools and all of that. So that's one. Mm-hmm. So one of the issues is that we have more mouths to feed and it looks like the government doesn't have that much money. Number two, the arrangement, administrative arrangement to manage the food doesn't seem to be kosher. All right. But then the third one is almost the, the key issue here where the method of financing the free SHS has to come up for discussion again. It looks like there's a bit of hubris on the government side that says, look, we say we'll do it. We'll spend our money to do it. And it, it, it even though we hear them say parents are free to contribute, the reports we get from schools suggest that schools, school heads get victimized for reaching out to parents to try and support the schools. Mm. So they either have to go behind, go in the name of chas or go in the name of some till, uh, you, uh, what do you call it, uh, nat or nagrat mm-hmm. to voice out the challenges with the, mm-hmm. the arrangement. So whilst parliaments will do its job in assessing the buffer stock and the whole administrative arrangement and then of course we also look into the financing whether money is being sent i think the conversation that needs to be had as well is what level of contribution should parents be made to bring to the management of secondary schools what level of contribution because when you look at private schools question when you look at private schools and the amount of monies that the parents pay without protest it is it is a, it's a bit funny that all of us buy from the same market we live in the same area sometimes and some of us are paying feeding fee for our kids in school we are paying a lot of money for their education in private schools the government says because people are poor they would support to pay our fees but that means that parents who have money who are prepared to support the kids somehow are not able to do so and I do understand that you can say parents can send monies to their private kids. They can send food in the trap boxes. Mm-hmm. But feeding, feeding, feeding is such a thing such that it must be, if you centralize it, it's better. So if Godfrey has money and wants to put 10 packs of conflicts in a daughter's trap box, the trap box cannot be big enough. Mm-hmm. But if Godfrey and a few other parents said they had maybe 500 CDs attempt to contribute to the school, I'm sure the school, there should be an arrangement where the school can collect that money and add it to whatever government is supplying. Do you get my point? So yes, you can give your child shito or whatever to send to school. But because all of them go to the dining hall at the same time and if there are 3,000 students, if the amount of food they are being served is too small or the quality of materials is too poor, even the rice that he will get to put the shito in his store box in will be too low quality. So the conversation should go beyond individually giving money to your kids to parents to, to the government finding a means of getting parents to genuinely contribute without compromising the free SHS and I think this discussion should be held as a national conversation and not as an MPP Nana Kufado promise no. because the promise about free SHS has been implemented 
Do you understand? The, the free SHS has been implemented, and I don't think anybody's going to change free SHS at no. this point. So that that is that issue is over. I, I don't think there's any whoever becomes president as an whichever party they belong to, I don't think they are going to stop free HSS. But the question is, how do we make sure it succeeds? And I feel that discussion is not being had properly because every now and again we hear of a school or a brie girls, the head teacher met parents, they had a discussion, the parents were asked to contribute, next thing we know, she's been transferred. Bando secondary, there's a discussion. PTA sent some resources. There was some discussion about something. Teacher has been transferred. Now, you cannot have a fruitful discussion about making something as important as free SHS sustainable in an atmosphere of victimization and, and, and intimidation. I think there should be a meeting between the various chassis and the various PTAs at the national level and also at the regional level to come up with ways in which they think they can contribute. So you can say all 16 regions, the CHAS versus the PTAs, have a meeting and discuss. You can even do it at the school level. The government should even sanction it and say, PTAs, please have a meeting and discuss with the school heads methods of which you can help support to get feeding done. What are the proposals? Is it a monthly payment of some money? Is it uh, some means testing to see how people should contribute. There should be some conversation. I, you know, if it was a simple solution, I could have just said it, but I don't know. But I'm sure if you put head teachers and school heads together and say, we are not going to do anything, just come up with a meeting and come up with a two-page report, I'm sure the schools will figure it out. I'm sure if the head teachers are given the freedom to talk to their parents in an open and transparent way, and there's no victimization, there's no transfer because somebody is trying to undermine free SHS or somebody's pride is not going to be goaded because the policy is not working. If we were to do it in that open and transparent way. Ah, I mean, we have church meetings. Go, if, if you want to know how Ghanaians talk, go to a Presby church when they are having those, their meetings. Their forums. You know, people open up and talk. People talk. They talk about the pastor. Oh, we, we, I think the pastor cries losing weight. He's not eating. Do you, you know, you know they, 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 will do, they will come up with a solution. They will come up. But... In this environment where there's a big problem and we haven't we haven't discussed it properly you know and the the tone the authorities have set is that if you try to do anything as a head teacher if we can we will silence you because we don't want you to say free SHS is failing it it, it is it is a very negative and counterproductive um, approach. approach and it's poisoned the atmosphere and I really think the education minister look education minister was supposed to be one of our best guys he's supposed to be one of the guys the media likes he's supposed to be the guy who sits in front of the camera and says let's let's be honest you know he's supposed to be the good guy this shouldn't be happening under him we shouldn't be having shortages of food for chas in upper west to say we'll close down schools for some schools to say we are going to even if it's two schools this shouldn't be happening under he's the guy who's supposed to be the the, the, the best PR guy for education. You get me? So there's a dissonance between the intention and the reality. And I think leadership tests the tone. If he goes on air to say, let's have a conversation about how all of us can contribute. Let's admit that there's a problem. And this problem has not just been this past week. You see, 
from the time we started reporting that there were shortages of food and the quality of food was not good enough, that was when they should have come out to say, we want to have a proper inquest into the feeding issue. Okay, because the objective is to ascertain the real fact so we can solve the problem. But it seemed to me as if the objective was to say, some people want to run down free SHS, some people want to destroy a policy that has made us popular, and therefore we will not accept that the thing is not working. So if they come out to say there's no food, we'll go to the school and prove that there's food. The photos. That was the wrong approach. So we did it in March. We are in July. It's still here. And I'm sure if we don't solve it in October, it will come again. Once something starts happening repeatedly, it tells you it's much deeper than one or two schools. Please, am I making sense? So I am appealing to the education minister to change his approach. Allow the school heads to talk to the uh, parents. Every school, and the other thing, you know, if you have to make it a national, every school can have a different arrangement. Some old, some old students are stronger than some other old students. So for some schools, Holy Child, Wesley Girls, the old students are strong. Maybe they can contribute a certain percentage. Some schools, the old students may not be that many. Then the government can say, for such schools who do this. Do you get me? There are some schools that don't have too many students. So it's easier to do a means test. For some schools, there are too many. So you can't do it. So we shouldn't... The problem with trying to solve a problem like education with always micromanagement from the headquarters is that the nuances are different. For example, the raw materials in Upper West Region is not the same as the wrong materials in the Volta Region. So what may be in abundance in Wa and Nadoli may not be the same as what's abundance in Abed Akbar and Joje. So, you could say that even the mix of meals, what should be... There should be different... Just allow the people to meet and discuss it. In a dispassionate... Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Because right now, BC is coming. Sorry, WASI is coming. Is it WASI or BC? BC. Mm-hmm. Teachers are already on strike. So, already, the students are having problems getting proper teaching. Now, you want to compound that with feeding as well. You know, I spent one year after Wasi at home because of a university strike. It's damaged a lot of things. Some people quit school. Some had to learn a trade because that one year they couldn't do anything. So when you have a strike in these nascent stages, you nip it in the bud. Alright? And I think there's a little bit of mistrust between teachers and parents on one hand and the education authorities on the other hand. So there has to be... I think the Minister of Education must lead this process even in talking to the teachers. He's a former teacher. He needs to he needs to do something different. You know, I know that there's finance involved. There's... Uh, what's the other one? Employment involved. So he's not the only minister whose job is at stake. But sometimes when things are hard, that's when you show your leadership. Call them to a meeting. Listen to them quietly. Write down their notes. Try and see if you can solve it internally. Let's stop the PR. You know, when the thing happens, no, quickly, front page. Minister has, has responded. No, let's not focus on the glory now. Solve the problem. If you solve the problem, we don't even write a story about you. We will know that you solved it. But it's almost like there's a whole fear around somebody wants the minister to fail. So his people are so um, edgy. So once there's a story about 
education ministry. His guys come out quickly. Let's do this. No, we are reasonable people. Look, there are over five hundred thousand potential WASI candidates. All of us have relatives who are going to write the exam. So all of us are concerned. Even those who have kids in public, private schools, we are concerned. It, and you see, and this thing about buffer stock, free SHS, school feeding, we we, ha- we haven't really discussed it properly. Because, okay, so I think we're suffering a bit from politicization overshadowing the nuances of practicalization of some of these social interventions and important policies. So I don't think there's any shame or dishonor in admitting that something isn't working and being open to solutions to adapt, right? Imagine if prior to the implementation of free SHS or PFJ or any other flagship program, there was actual proper stakeholder engagement taking place where you have representatives from all the teacher unions, you have representatives from PTAs, you had the, the, the CHAS guys, you had CSOs uh, involved in education, you had researchers, and we've talked a lot about how research oftentimes is, is sits on the back burner because nobody puts interest in it or invest in it. But imagine you had proper stakeholder engagement. People came together, crunched the numbers, looked at the whole scenario and said, you know what? It's a laudable idea. We understand what you want to do, but this and this and this and this are not sustainable or practical. Then we could have probably saved ourselves from where we are today. I'm thinking, right? I, I, I don't think it's too late to salvage this. I just think we need proper stakeholder engagement to get back on the right footing. And there's nothing wrong with admitting that that's what we need to do. No, I don't think anybody is against free HS, free SHS. But there were concerns raised beforehand about how we were going to pay for it and how sustainable it was. But again, because of the over-politicization of everything we do, mm-hmm. it was seen as an anti-free SHS sentiment. Yeah. I don't think that's what it was. I think yeah. perhaps there was a bit of that, but I mean politically. Yeah. But I think there are genuine people and entities who want this to succeed and yeah. who saw the potential cracks and, and who wanted, wanted to, to avert that, mm. you know, and now we've gotten to where we are. So mm. let's go back to the drawing board. But who takes Pre- the lead here? Do you feel, uh, is it the, is it the, the government simpliciter or maybe the, because you see, Koku, the, the thing about faces is that I was thinking about Ghana today and I said, if every eligible teenager goes yes. to secondary school, you have a wonderful situation. If if so, what I'm saying is that free SHS should no longer be even an another thing necessarily. No, it's now. It's a national thing. Yes, it's something. Look, if you educate every child to either SHS three or senior technical, in a generation you have changed a whole society. I agree. So we have to come up with okay. Now we've started doing it. Yes, we started it in a very rushed possibly way we did it all at once but now we have it Mm -hmm. so we have to make it work Mm -hmm. we can't go back and say let's wait and make it gradual so how do we realign our budget how do we re-engage parents how do we say this is what we have put on ourselves to do we want it to work Mm -hmm. how can we contribute to making it work right that that should be the but i I don't see that i I still feel there's a why are you running to i feel there's i feel there's a there's a a lot of them and and i'm probably to say this before we we go to daniel i feel that and this is a bit controversial but let me say there's a bit of frostiness between the current minister and his um what's the name of the name what do you call it the the one he took over from his predecessor and that frostiness 
has not helped because it's put the new team on a bit of a an alert for it's, it's almost like hmm, these people what traps have they set for me let me be careful Johnson. so the ebullient the buzzing the nice edutum we are not really seeing that we see we see a bit of I don't know. I, I, I feel it's a bit, it's, it's, he's trying hard not to fail. But in doing so, he's probably not being himself. Mm. That's the way I see it. Because at least the Edutum I know as a deputy minister, in terms of the way he approaches issues, good nature, I, I think the, the, the position and the politics around the position is making him a bit some way. Or do you think now that he's a substantive minister, he didn't anticipate some of the challenges that could I'm arise? I'm sure he knew as deputy. I think, I, I think, and this is, I could be wrong. This is, this is my, this is best Bernard Avila's view. Mm-hmm. I feel that there may be some people, maybe they feel there are some people within the ministry that are not on his side. And some of that politicking mm. has, has, has affected the momentum. I'm, I'm trying to say this in a way that makes sense to people. It's you. almost like you've taken over a job and some of the people there, you're not really sure whether they are there to sabotage you. So you too, you are being careful and you're working with only people you trust. So it's almost like there's division. So it's like, Charlie, is Daniel Cranton my guy? Yeah, it's my guy. But Kukui cry. Kukui no, hmm. Kukui go some pote way, the former guy they do. So Kukui, we are not sure. So let's do everything through Daniel. See, so, so you see, so the whole thing is like, maybe Kukui has a solution, but we listen to Kukui, but Charlie Kukui no, we can't be too sure. She's from the same hometown as the other guys. But do you know? Quick, tell Daniel. <laughs> you know, so Daniel said, Charlie, by the way, Charlie, you know, this free SCTS and some NDC guys are pounding and it looks like some past sponsored. But I'm just saying. I get you. So the, what I'm saying is that there should be on Google and do the work and forget about all the daggers because education is one of the most important ministries in Ghana. Definitely. And we were cheering for him and we don't want him to fail. No. So he has to use all the tools in his leadership toolkit to 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 face this problem squarely be honest with Ghanaians and take leadership face the issue own the problem do you understand call the press address be, be upfront with Ghanaians and explain take ownership of that issue lead that's what i'm saying he should he should he should he should, he should be the jutum we know the one we we interviewed in 2017 2018 hmm. he should take leadership and accept responsibility, be honest with the people, engage parents, trust people, and, and solve it. Because I think he still can. I still think he can do it. He, but he can, I think he can do it. Yes, He's the he guy to do, do it. Alone. He has to open up to stakeholder engagement and bring people on board who have practical solutions. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't take anything away from it. In fact, I think it makes you a better leader when you're able to admit that something isn't working and you're able to tap into mm. the resources and ideas mm. and skills and expertise of people who... Mm can actually <laughs> lift you out of the quagmire in mm. which you find yourself. Do you understand? But, All right, okay, let's, let's bring in Daniel. Forgive media. me, guys. I, I'm, I'm basically just um, whatever. Daniel, thank you for joining us. Time for Tech oh. and Social Media Trends brought to you by Cow Bank and Vodafone. Quick highlights from there. Yes, so you can shop online or in-store using our range of debit and prepaid cards, Visa, MasterCard, and GH Link. Whether you're shopping, transferring funds, whatever, just do it with Cal Bank. Call 0800-500-500. Cal Bank, forward together. And if you haven't registered your SIM card, then please, from the 31st of July, all SIM cards that are not registered with Ghana Card cannot be used to make voice calls, mobile money services, internet, and any other services 
is linked to your SIM card. Mm. Do not wait. Call Vodafone today. Dial star 110 hash. Get yourself sorted out, okay? Yeah. All right, so it's time for tech and social media trends. Daniel, sorry, sorry, sorry. I got ahead of myself with all my education excitement. Please, what else is trending? <laughs> yeah, I love I understand. That. Don't worry. Um, the special prosecutor is trending. Uh, Javin yesterday, he had his application. Um, hmm. High Court in yeah, Accra, Accra High Court dismissed his application seeking hmm. to freeze the assets of the late um, Sir John, mm-hmm. uh, which was willed to uh, some of his family members. It was uh, portions of land, uh, state lands, uh, including the Achimota Forest and the Ramsar site. Um, so he is um, in the process of filing an appeal against that dismissal. Hmm. Um, also in the trends, uh, Nunez is trending, Liverpool is trending, Man United is trending. Yesterday, the hmm. two teams played their first preseason. Before that, quickly, a lot of the soci- civil society groups that were shouting about Sir John and Achimota Forest. This is the time Kisiel Jabin needs your support. Exactly. This is the thing about Ghana. We will make a lot of noise about the problem. Somebody has taken it up based on his position to do something. Face the first obstacle so there. this is the time for the groups that say that they are so angry about this uh, John thing to come and say, no, social security, we are on your side. Keep doing what you are doing. Mm-hmm. Let's not keep quiet about it, please. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, Nunez is trending. Yesterday, Man United and Liverpool played their first preseason game. United won by four goals to nil. Nunez is trending because he's basically been trolled. He missed a very good opportunity. Um, right in front the guy was nervous. You could, you could clearly see. He was nervous. He was, I think the, the price tag is not helping. Hmm. And the expectations are not helping. Hmm. Is that what it is, Bernardino? <laughs> is that what's happening here? <laughs> thank you, Daniel. Thank you for this trend. You know, I'd actually forgotten about this this preseason match between Manu and Liverpool. Tell thank you, you so <laughs> much <laughs> for including this in your trends. Bernard has been quiet <laughs> about this this entire morning. Hey, as he picks his LFC bag, look, no, no he's serious, holding his LFC no serious, rucksack. No serious football fan <laughs> worries <laughs> about preseason <laughs> results. Pre-season okay. No serious like, football fan. Yo, we here. Wonu. Wonu. Do you guys know um, <laughs> Prince K? No, yes, Prince Mackay. Mackay, Prince Mackay, you know him. Yes. Yeah. Is that an actor? Oh, no, no, no. Um, Prince Mackay Productions. He's the one who brought us RTP Awards. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. He brought okay. the Ghana Gospel um, Awards Festival, the Ghana mm-hmm. Ministers of State Excellence, uh, and just, just give corporate <laughs> awards. And now he's brought the Ghana Wedding Awards. In the Ghana Wedding Awards, all the categories <laughs> <laughs> that will be awarded Wedding of the Year, Wedding Couple of the Year, hey. Wedding Bride of the Year, really? Groom of the Year, in which Nitanko, I'm sure, will be. <laughs> <laughs> wedding dress of the year and then wedding designer of the year. Uh, they are more. These are signs of the times. I'm telling you. <laughs> we are in the last days. Said, this know also that in the last days, very long times shall come. <laughs> wedding awards. So my a groom of the year. Yeah, groom and of the groom year. and bride of the year. I wonder what the criteria is for this. That's like, how do you decide who's the groom of the year? Is not, it the let's, tuxedo let's he let's wore? Let's not waste precious Is it the pre-wedding photo shoot? I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. The criteria. This is what somebody called frivolity. <laughs> frivolity. Let me do take this around away. Um, Twitter, they've uh, sued billionaire Elon Musk um, they, they, they to force him to follow through with his deal to buy the social media company. Now it's mm. official. Um, they were planning to do it. Now they've done it. Mm. And um, they are saying he did, um, his attempt to terminate the deal is invalid and wrongful. Mm. So they are going to force him with a lawsuit in order to follow suit. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Thank you very much. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. our reality and as we always say a leader's first job is to define the reality leadership is not easy that's why we we, we, we look for leaders we support them to do the right thing and on free shs it's a national issue we are all touched one way or the other by it so i'll come back to that discussion shortly but please get a generator and if you want to get a generator get it from the right people gnj are the generator people with 28 years experience we have a New dynamism we're bringing to the generator management because generator is essentially now it's not a luxury anymore. It's a necessity. Call us on zero two four four one seven zero two one two or zero two zero two 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 one eight for your standby backup needs. Talk to G and J Technical. We are on the Montreal Road in Accra and at Asokwa near Babayara in Kumasi. Shell salutes the kings of the roads, taxi drivers, truck drivers, trucks and bus users. We see you rise early and go back late just to put food on the table and to keep chasing your dreams. We dare your side. You won't journey alone. We've got Shell Fuel Safe, designed to last longer and make your hustle more rewarding. Don't settle for just any fuel. Make the choice with Shell Fuel Safe. Build points with your Shell Club for free family and third-party insurance cover, as well as for groceries and other basic needs. 
visit your nearest sales station today. Join the Shell Club and enjoy the fuel that takes care of the car so you can make more to take care of yourself. Terms and conditions apply. And all Peugeot and Citroen owners can visit any Silver Star Auto Workshop in Accra, Tema, or Kumasi and enjoy free diagnosis of their vehicles and 15% discount on spare parts and any service delivery. The promotion ends on 29th July 2022. If you own a Peugeot or Citroen vehicle, this is the news you've been waiting for. Go to our Facebook and Instagram pages to book your slot. Silver Star Auto, your trusted partner. And it's been a tough year, but we at Kimo Home want to play our part in helping you complete your building project. Kimo Home is offering 20% discount on all sanitary wear and kitchen sets from now till 20th July. Locate Kimo Home jo- uh, showroom on the Spintex Road near Manet Junction. Hurry while stocks last. Call or WhatsApp 0244-030-411. And starting at the beginning of this month, all charging entities have been connected to the Ghana Revenue Authority Common Platform. This is to ensure that the 100 Ghana cities exemption per person on daily basis is enforced across all mobile platforms. Remember to link your Ghana card to your bank account and mobile numbers to enjoy the e-levy exclusions. If you are wrongfully charged the e-levy, contact your bank or your telco. This message is brought to you by GRA, the Government of Ghana, and the people of Ghana. And there's great news for all publishers, printing presses, educational institutions, churches, public and private organizations. Prospectus Ghana introduces chalk white A4 sheets. That's all. Quality paper for all your paper printing jobs. Thank you. Get smooth printing, mm-hmm. clean printouts, mm-hmm. and avoid unnecessary paper crumpling during printing. Use chalk white A4 sheets for you. all your printing and make some savings by purchasing it at a relatively cheaper price. Prospectus Ghana provides you with free delivery within Accra for goods worth a thousand cities and more. You can locate Prospectus Ghana on the Graphic Road opposite Toyota Ghana or call 0500-600-607. Prospectus Ghana, your one-stop shop for all school items and stationery. And if it's convenience you need in an insurance company, then Star Assurance has that. We make life simple and easy with Pokua. Our virtual assistant gives you the chance to be anywhere and still purchase or renew your motor insurance at any time. From home, office, beach, market, or even in class, you can reach Pokua. You can chat with her on 0242-436160 or dial short code star 713 star triple two hash and enjoy a smooth and quick service. Star Assurance, your solid partner. Angel Kabanu is the president of Nagrat and I'm going to speak to him about a number of things. Before we talk about even the strike, I just wanted his thoughts on the food and the proposals about decentralizing the buffer stock and also whether it's time to have a conversation with parents about absorbing some of the cost of feeding. Because I think the components of the f- this, this, this educational thing is the tuition and the feeding. And I think what Free SHS has not anticipated is the cost of feeding. All right. So you can say tuition is free and you'll pay teachers. Because it's still this, you are still paying teachers anyway. Mm-hmm. But the issue of feeding, somebody has to pay for it. Yes. And what Free Teachers has done is, it seems to me as if government is not able to fully pay for the feeding in time, based on its own cash flow issues. And those of you who have your kids in private schools, you know that the schools will not compromise on feeding fee. Mm-hmm. So let's try and speak to Angel first from his knowledge as a teacher, and of course a union leader. And then we'll also talk to him about the strike action and some of the other issues. I don't know if it's on the line. I'll get him on the line shortly. But could you get my, my argument? I get your argument. But again, mm-hmm. how was that not anticipated? 
The you know, cost of feeding students. Do you understand? Again, if there have been proper engagement... No, but it's, it's also coincided with an economic... Okay, so two things. The feeding <laughs> thing started a few months back. But it's been worsened by the economic thing. Oh, you don't think so? No. It's no. always been there. It's been I there. think it's been there. It's been there. Yes. There's been problems for a while. Yeah. And knowing the intake... If you look at the number of students we put in SHS from 2018... It's it's not a normal growth. It's like you were growing like this and the thing went boom. boom. Yes. So even the kitchen staff, the size of dining hall, and you see the boarding. So, so, so you see that, 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 that that's based the on question the number of... Who is asking that? What was the what model? Was the yes. Who did the modeling? You understand? Because for, you have okay, to do well, projections. Well, well I'm, 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 okay, let's talk to Angel. I, I'm, let's, I'll come back to you guys. You just don't start it. That's the point she's making. You just said that the okay, in a year I'm dealing with X number. In, by year two, I'm dealing with X number. It will cost me this. I will need this number of people. I need this number of That's classrooms. By year three, I will need A, B, C, D. By year four. Mm-hmm. So you grow along with it. All right. And you come on. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Yeah, thank you. Good morning. Uh, g- good to have you. I'm, I'm coming to you first as a teacher because I know you've been teaching for many, many years. And then I'll come to the Nagrat issues. But I think they have been related. We are seeing a number of schools. Upper West Charles is calling for food. A lot of the schools can't talk, but we know they are facing problems. A lot of them are doing Coco Sakura and things. Where did we go wrong in the feeding? Is it just because of the recent economic challenges? Or would you say that this issue of feeding has been with us for a while now? Well, in fact, the problem is before the economic, I mean, the upsurge of the economic challenges. Bernard, you know much, much more economic, economics than I do. But my, the, 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 the economics I did, my lecturer, Mr. Baxton, indicated that any time you centralize an activity, you put the bedding of investigation, the bedding of efficiency, and you arrogate so much power to one person, that at the end of the day, you never get it right. The problem is that we have centralized the acquisition and distribution of foodstuffs into one centralized body called buffer stock. So once you do that, you empower them, but when they distribute, the amount of food that they distribute becomes inadequate. Number two, when you do not put money available uh, uh, to buy, uh, buffer, for buffer stock operations. Buffer stock will be owing suppliers. Suppliers will be reluctant in supplying buffer stock. Therefore, buffer stock is unable to supply the food to the schools timely. Another problem is that when you centralize, you take even the distribution far from the intended destination, like we are doing right now. They never get the mix right. So initially, the problems we're having is that you go to one school, there is so much rice, and they don't have oil. You go to another school, they have so much gari, they don't have uh, oil palm, and so on. And so the headmasters and headmistress started doing buffer trading amongst themselves. Sometimes the food that they will bring will not be adequate in relation to the numbers. For example... You cannot put a small school like St. Mary's on the same platform like Presec. The form, I mean, Presec Form 1 is far more than the entire population of St. Mary's. So when you don't get this statistics right, 
your distribution will go wrong. So that is the situation. Number two, historically, central government have never, never been up to a date with his uh, payment. Historically, as you and I speak, go to the district assembly. Central government owes the district assembly many, many, many months their grants. So historically, central government have never been known to be up to date in its obligation to downline agencies and institutions. So that has also aggravated the situation where there is no money to pay uh, contractors. The contractors even took loans from the banks. And the interest rate of the loans have even eroded the profits that the contractors were envisaging. This is the primary problem. And then number two, the problem has been aggravated by the economic situation we find ourselves today, where central government do not have money, do not have resources, and they are not keeping up to the obligation. This is the primary problem. Why do you suspect your headmasters and headmistresses, people who have superintendent over schools for many, 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 many years and have managed the schools when some of us were in school, when some of you were in school, you know, the amount of money that they were charging per, per feeding was inadequate, but they took advantage of economics of skill and were able to sustain the schools relatively. This is the problem we are facing now. But Angel, in agreement with you, but apart from what you've said, could the free SHS not be the factor that has worsened the issue in the sense that, I mean, when I was in Presec, we didn't have any such problem because it was not free SHS. And I think in my time, parents paid admission fee and feeding fee. So even though buffer stock was probably supplying one or two things, because all of us boarders would pay some money, it would give the school some cash to buy some food in addition to whatever they got from wherever. Right. But, but it looks like the free SHS, apart from increasing the numbers, has also all of a sudden rendered the schools broke because they have no more IGF. Yeah. So they have to depend on this unreliable government payment at the same time, dealing with maybe two or three times the number of students they had, with probably the same size of kitchen, same kitchen staff. So you are giving the head teachers three headaches. Money is not coming on time. More students to feed. Few, fewer uh, or, or smaller or less facilities, for want of a better word. Is that not actually what has made this worse? Uh, Bernard, do you remember at the inception of the Free Sphere High School when you expressed your pure academic, economic view on free SHS. Do you remember what people did to you? Do you remember mm -hmm. the names you were called? They said you were, you were, you were against the government and now you were against government free. I listened to you on that time, at that time. Nagrat even brought, came up with his views. We indicated that, yes, we welcome government intervention. But free SHS was not sustainable. It was bound to fail at, at, at the end. Because, one... What you are concentrating on is not the primary essence of education. You are concentrating on feeding. Whereas your free could have gone into academic provision and leave the feeding for the parents. Because after all, we have also a lot of students in this country who are not boarders. Therefore, when you concentrate on three times feeding of students in school, you are advantaging certain students, some of them who are from affluent families, as against majority of students who may be from poor families, they live in the prime areas, they were walking from home to school. Therefore, the, even the equity issue is itself is, is off. When you apply the type of free education, and then you are even burdening yourself. For example, Bernard, when your daughter or son goes to 
Christ the King. And I like citing this example. The school fees of Christ the King, uh, JSS, as a discipline, was more than the boarding fees that we used to pay. So if I'm able to pay for my child at Christ the King or Morningstar or Northridge Lyceum or whichever school that can be mentioned, is it a situation where my daughter or my son goes to Wesley Girls Senior High School and I cannot pay the school fees, boarding fees, that is far less than the school fees that I used to pay at Morningstar, Christ the King, or any other school. Therefore, you are even subsidizing people who are blessed and do not need to be subsidized. Why don't you free... And we have a lot of challenges in the schools other than feeding. Perimeter walls are broken. Fences have to be mended so that uh, people do not come attack students on campus, and so on and so forth. So now you free resources and push the resources into areas that will help enhance the academic. That was the argument we came up with. Oh, name-calling, because we are not able to do private classes, we are not able to do part-time with free SHS, we are against the free SHS. Look at the situation we have gotten ourselves in. And indeed, Bernard, I don't know whether you observed, in a school of about 2,000 students in boarding house, only about 500 will go to uh, board, uh, uh, dining hall regularly. Because one, the food is not good. Two, uh, the, the students are not even enticed to eat that type of food. So we are even wasting money and we are wasting resources. Look, the free senior high school is, is burdened the government. The source money that the government ought to take from the petroleum money, for the past six months, they've not been able to get resources from that source, source money. And yes, because of political expediency and political ego, Nobody will listen to the voice of reason. Mm. So in terms of solution, two proposals. From what you just described in the example of Morningstar and Christ the King and that kind of thing, could we not say that people from a certain kind of school should be made to pay for their boarding, whilst those from maybe a public school, which possibly maybe uh, have parents who are of less means, can go free? That's example one. Or example two, can we say that as we speak, parents and teachers should be having a conversation with school heads about what each school can do. Yes, and so maybe they should have emergency PTA meetings all over the country and discuss how parents can contribute to helping to pay for the feeding for this term while we think of a longer solution next term. Because it looks like this problem has not really been tackled since VSHS started and it's really hurting so many students. What, which solution do you think would, would be the way to go if you were to advise the minister? I will. Uh, but in the first place, let me state that the free SHS have almost killed the PTAs. In fact, the government do not even accommodate the intervention of parents in this whole in the financing of 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 of, of the free SHS because the fear is that when they do that, it will be an indicator. It will go into the media, and then people will conclude and say that the government free SHS failed. Therefore, parents will have to come. So it's just all this issue of political ego. But to just give support, I, I by and large support your first assertion that, yes, uh, people, children from certain category or school, but I will slant it a little bit. I will say that the needy, because there could also be some students from some of the schools that we are mentioning who may be supported by benefactors and and, uh, or they may be on scholarship and support that. So I will say that the free SHS should be given to the needy. 
and those who can pay must pay. The reasonable thing to do there is that there should be an attraction for people. For example, Bernard, I am a teacher. I'm not grad president. I can pay for my child's school fees in senior high school. I am not rich, but I can pay for my child's school fees in senior high school. It would be an embarrassment that government dangles free before me and I go and choose the, 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 the free to be an embarrassment to me. Again, free senior high school should be separated for free seeding of students. So, for example, if you are in uh, Aquinas, Aquinas is a purely day school. So, students in Aquinas are not fed uh, breakfast, lunch, and supper. Are you saying that the students in Aquinas should be disadvantaged from students in Laboni, which is just a nearby school to Aquinas? So, I would say that let us sit down and do a proper bursary system. Indeed, I agree. The Bible says the poor we shall always have. So the poor are with us. The poor do have the right to go to education. They have the right to education. So we, should, we need to do some work for people to fall within a certain category. What is the income of your father? What work does your father do? We, should, we can identify and find those statuses very, very easily. So we know that this person falls within this category. This person cannot pay school fees. Let us help the person to be able to pay uh, to pay school fees. You will realize that about seventy percent of students in senior high school are able to pay their fees. The thirty percent also we can't help. What are we doing? resources to push into other areas of education for education development and enhancement? All right. So. Yeah, so I think that would be the solution. But it needs some intellectual work. It needs people with clear minds. It needs people who are not politically uh, 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 induced to sit down and do intellectual and come up with a, a, a workable system for us. But immediately, Bernard, I agree with you. Parents can come in. And parents are willing to come in, I'm, I can assure you. There is a certain house in Presterco House 9. You know, and uh, it's that you that is that about house house nine. Parents in that house have come together, and they are helping students in the house. And this replicates itself in several schools in this country, where the parents themselves they have a platform, they contribute, they want to contribute for extra classes of their children. Why on earth will any government? put stumbling block in the path of parents who want to contribute to the development of education of their children. Mm. Angel, my, my last question, thank you so much. Now, coupling all of this with the strike, I, I mean, what is going to happen? Because yesterday, the meeting did not really happen. It's quite clear the other unions are in solidarity with the teachers. So it doesn't seem as if that meeting is going to happen anytime soon. Now you're also talking about feeding problems already. Should we ask the students to just go back home for now whilst all of this is resolved? Because if they haven't had teachers for three weeks, they are also not getting the right food. Maybe whilst all of this is going on, are you, is Nagra going to support a call for the schools to be closed whilst all of this is resolved? Yeah, Bernard, in fact, yesterday was one of the saddest days in my life. Before we went for the meeting yesterday, Organized labor had met at the Nagrat Lyceum. We are taking some decisions. Decisions were even taken in relation to the teacher unions. 
this issue have been escalated beyond the teacher union. So government is no longer meeting teacher unions. Government is meeting organized labor. In fact, I, I doubt whether there was any organized labor group that was not there yesterday. And that, the, the issue, we were thinking that government will come and dangle a percentage. We will negotiate. Then, of course, that percentage uh, will, will be the basis upon which uh, the teacher unions will also announce that, yes, we have got it. Depending on how the, the negotiations go, we've gotten to this point. So we call on the strike and then we continue with uh, these discussions and so on and so forth. A decision has been made. Government came with all its force, finance minister, uh, security, only for them to come and announce that they want to meet the teacher group separate from the other organized uh, labor uh, people. And those other organized labor people were very surprised because, are you now segregating us? People suspected that it was divided and rule. So we refused that it is inappropriate. The purpose for this meeting is to meet organized labor and discuss polar. There is no other agenda on the uh, uh, program. Government refused, but they will not negotiate if any union is on strike. So the question was, are we here to find a solution or we are here to win legal battle? We went into caucus. We asked them to give us five minutes. We got the five minutes. When they went, one and a half hours they had not returned. Before we realized, a security detail came and picked the honorable minister's bag that he left at the meeting. Then we realized that no, these people are not going to come. They are not going to come back anymore. So the teacher union indicated that if we are the obstacle, if we are the undesirable, that is preventing them from negotiating, then let us walk out, sanctify their gathering so that they can go on with the Negotiation with other because we cannot hold other labor organizations hostage. So we walked out. Can you believe it? We walked out. Information we got that even they had not returned. So other unions started going out. That is what happened uh, yesterday. Now coming on to the uh, issue of closing down the school, we were reluctant to make that statement because then they would have taken advantage of that statement and say that was our purpose. Let the manager of education, that is Ghana Education Service, assess the situation. Look at the situation on the ground. Let parents assess the situation of their hmm. Are you there? Hello, Angel. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. So let, let, let government assess the situation. Let parents do what? Yeah, Ghana Education Service should assess the situation. Let parents assess the situation and they and, and they advise themselves. So you, it won't come out of your mouth that we should. No, no, it won't come out of our mouth because they'll take they'll, they'll take us on on that as if that is our objective. We want to teach, we want to prepare the students for exams, but then the situation we've got into, we don't see indication from government that they are willing to create that congenial atmosphere for these activities to take place. Can the BEC be postponed? Well, you see, um, we teachers, let, let me even make some clear. We teachers do not have any relationship with the exam. In fact, uh, we are not even obliged to superintend or invigilate the uh, YH exams. We are not obliged because we don't have 
any contract with the West Africa Examination Council. And we have been stating clearly always that invigilation of WIAC exams or WIAC activities are not part of our jobs. Hmm. Wow. And, and Bernard, let me also state, just ask the question, who sets the examination question? It's the teachers. Who supervises the exams? The teachers. Who marks and assesses the exams? It is the teachers. They should not push us. Hmm. Yo. Thank you for talking to us. Angel Kabano is the president of NAGRAT. The strike continues. And um, we will continue. Let, let's speak to... Let's read a few comments, and I'll speak to a storekeeper in one of the schools in the Eastern Region. Um, we send, send, read, read some comments for us. 0549986996. Angel Kabano is the president of NAGRAT. And he thought he has said he said everything. Basically, he's been more eloquent in explaining what we've been trying to say. Uh, probably apart from the points we made about the politics around the education minister and all the things going on. But what, what are people saying? Well, Scatter and Corfuidia says, Bernard, Angel of Nagrat used the right phrase political ego. That is what is killing this government. It's not about the parents calling a PTA meeting. The parents are ready, but are the head teachers allowed to do that? Mm. Okay. Frank from Bunsu Junction says, a school at Bunsu Junction has not been able to provide bread for the students since January. Can you imagine taking porridge prepared from Kondo without bread? Mm. There's reportage in various media circles on custom staff going on strike. The narrative and reasons put out there are all false and political propaganda. This person wants to talk to someone about that. Okay, I don't know why boarding house should be part of free SHS. All boarders should pay fees. This will help reduce the burden on free SHS. Okay, mm-hmm. Bernard and your wonderful team, please, about the school feeding, I think parents must be made to pay for their wards feeding. Even in some of the world's best economies where education is free, the government doesn't feed school children. You can always find a day school for your child if you don't have money to go to, to pay boarding. For boarding yeah. But that doesn't disadvantage them from going to school. This is a no-brainer. All right, Kojo says, Big man, good morning. The government has cancelled PTAs. Oh. It's called PA, Parents Association. The government is allowing politics to destroy free SHS. Oh. They fear their opponents will say the policy has failed if they allow parents to support. I just cannot understand it. This okay. is terrible. Jones in La says, Good morning. The dishonesty of the government is legend. You guys started with this food shortage issue way back. But as usual, the government came and denied everything to the detriment of the vulnerable students. Mm. Okay. Alf says, I've always held the opinion that free SHS should be a target program for the so-called less endowed schools in deprived areas. My Premper College and the like should be pay as you go with a full scholarship quota. Then the semi-endowed schools can have partial funding and the majority of SHS, which is really the less endowed, can get full funding. Okay. Hello, greetings, Mr. Bernard Kokuavla and City Breakfast Show team. Please, who is the importer of tin tomatoes for the various schools and the buffer stock company? Well, we don't know. I do. Um, you do, eh? Okay. <laughs> Mishak from Seba Community 3 says, Good morning, Brother Bernard. Trust me, Mr. Dutrum was better when he was the deputy. Um, according to Mishak, he says he's being arrogant now that he's the leader. Let's talk to a storekeeper in one of the secondary schools. Oh. We will not name the school. We will, we will just name the region. It's in the eastern region. You don't even need to. Just talk about it. Yes. So just to understand what's going on with the situation. Uh, is this a man or a woman? Uh, Caleb. It's a man. Good, good morning, Mr. Storekeeper. Good morning, Bernard. Thanks for joining us. So um, what's the situation in the school this week as we speak? Bernard, actually, the problem is not with only this week. It's data since somewhere last two semesters. But the problem is, you know, price of 
items are keeping on increasing in the open market. But what the government is playing the suppliers for is making them also change us. So this is the situation. For instance, a school will be allocated with 50 bags of flour for the semester. But in the open market, because of the price is more than what the government is saying, them, the supplier will not bring it. You are in dire need of it. So you have to call them persistently chasing the items. Then they will come to you. Okay, if that's the case, we can only supply you on the terms. One bag of flour, you write it, for instance, two. And if you are doing this to 50, meaning you take 25 and write 50. When auditors come, it will create the impression that you, the storekeeper or the school management, have consumed that or sold that out to suppliers and taken the money. Something like maize, we are supposed to be supplied with a 100 kg of maize. But in the open market, it is more expensive for them to supply that. So bring you maize, if it is 100 kg, you are supposed to record one bag is to two or three. So what some headmasters decide to do is they will not go for the item. The little that they have, they will use it to feed the students. And in this case, you go to most schools. Can you imagine Eastern region, how many palm farms do we have over here? But you want a supplier to supply palm oil. They will tell you one palm oil, that's 25 liters of palm oil, is equal to two. Hold on, let me, under- yeah. let me understand this. Which items do you get from buffer stock and which items do you get from these suppliers? The whole issue is buffer stock is just a name given out that we get items from buffer stock. But in actual sense, it is individual suppliers who supply in the name of buffer stock, then they go to buffer stock company for their money. So it is not buffer stock as a company that brings us the items directly. They have okay. outsourced it to suppliers. And you are saying these suppliers are forcing you to do over invoicing? They are not. You have to agree before buy. So if you want to feed your students, you agree to their terms. If not, they will not supply. And the attempts are that if they give you one bag, you write two? Yes. How long because have they been doing this? For this, it has been in the system for a while now. Is it only your school that they ask to do this or other schools also go through the same thing? No, no. This is something general. But people, we can't speak about it. That's why I said teachers cannot speak about it because they don't know the integrity of this issue. They are teaching in the classroom, but with these issues, it is still who can speak to these issues. And they are not. And which items are these suppliers asking you to do this? Is it just maize or for all the items they supply? For instance, currently, Items which are which are very high in demand now is cooking oil, that's a vegetable oil, rice, sugar, maize, and mackerel sardine. Cooking oil, rice, rice maize, sugar, sugar, mackerel, and mackerel. sardine. These are the ones in high demand. Yes. And, and, for, flour. and flour. And flour too. Yes. And all of these, they are forcing you to over-invoice. They are not forcing. They are not forcing. They it are giving you the choice. If, if, if you want to feed your students. If you want to feed your students, you have to agree to their terms. The, yes, if you want to feed your students, they will not force you. 
Okay, which items does the school buy on its own? Apart the, school own the school only buys perishables. That's tomatoes, those perishables. But 18 items are under um, buffer stock to supply. That is cooking, oil, maize, soya bean, oil, mackerel, sardine, hot chocolate, tom brown. There are 18 items which are under the buffer stock, but they have outsourced to suppliers that they, they, they select the suppliers there. The school has no hands in selecting the supplier. So the five top items you mentioned, which one is the most scarce? You said there's maize, rice, sugar, flour, mackerel, and sardine. Which one, and, and cooking oil, which one are you having the most problems with? For flour, most schools about three months now has never seen a bag of flour in their schools. Same as vegetable oil. But once in a while you get vegetable oil, maybe in, in less quantities, that if you want to issue them in their right quantity, meaning you have to, it will not take you up to two weeks. So if you don't have flour, does that mean that the cocoa doesn't come with bread then? You are talking about cocoa. Taking tea without bread is more dangerous than cocoa. Cocoa, at least, it is heavy. So what about cooking oil? If you don't have cooking oil, how do you manage the stews? Schools are improvising to use margarine as oil. And this is not just your school. You can confirm that a number of schools are going through this. Oh, my brother. A lot of schools are going through this. Others started it way back as last. So some of the schools have to do butter trade. So maybe you have a lot of rice and somebody has a lot of maize. That was then. Is it, is it happening now? now? Now schools don't even have to even exchange. There's, no, there's nothing to even do butter with. Yes, because what you have, you want to do butter with, you are even on the timeline, the bomb line. What you, what you have is not even sufficient for you to go and exchange. Are the parents helping? Parents are not made to know all this because the government will see it as a failed program. So you don't involve the parents. Wow. These informations are being managed in the schools. And teachers even deliver them in the schools. They don't even know about this. Because you can't speak out. How is this affecting the students? Since there is always something on the table, you manage to get them something to eat. Those who call home to sometimes they send them money to go to the canteen. Wow. Thank you for talking to us, uh, Mr. Storekeeper. So that was the storekeeper speaking to us from all the schools. Uh, so multiple layers. I don't even know where to start. Wow. So just to summarize, if you just tuned in, we've initially spoke to Njokabon, the president of Nagrat, who has essentially said the government ego is not allowing it to do the right thing, that free SHS should not mean free feeding. And he uses the Aquinas example that you can have a free day student, but feeding must be paid for. Then he also says you could do some means testing people from certain schools can afford and you find a way of letting those who can't afford go free. He also agrees that parents must be brought in, but their school's PTA has... He said PTA is no longer functional. It's called PA. 
because the teachers and the, like yeah, essentially yeah. it's not being made to work. Now we called a, a storekeeper in the eastern region of the schools who says now some of the suppliers. So it's two two insights there. So apparently the buffer stock works with suppliers. So it's not a buffer stock that's directly mm-hmm. engaging the schools. That's a good insight. And the suppliers are essentially asking the schools to be corrupt mm-hmm. because so so they want to charge. So the government prices are very low. Okay, the government prices are very low. low. Yes. Because government is buying in bulk. In bulk. So government prices are very low. That is the cost of the double so, invoicing. So yeah, the suppliers are saying, if I'm going to sell you a bag of rice for 10, mm. when it's supposed invoice to be 20, invoice me for 2 so that I can recoup my money. My money. Otherwise, I won't give you. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the whole... So instead of getting 52, you get 25. This is what Angel said about economics and centralization and managing. You know, the market is not perfect. But sometimes when you try and suppress the market with... You know, you think that because government has a monopoly and it's a large buyer, they'll get a deal to charge lower. So yes, the government cannot buy at the same price you buy in the market. Mm. But the price the government buys must also make a bit of sense. Mm-hmm. But also, it looks like suppliers too are trying to make too much profit. We can't tell. Yes, but this that. idea of du- double invoicing or over-invoicing is going to lead to buffer stock having more problems. They're having more problems. Oh, God. And now they are doing... And it, and then take those of the five top five items. Um, flour, flour, cooking oil, cooking oil. rice, rice maize, mackerel and then sugar. sugar so there are six six roughly and they are in high demand mm. <sighs> i don't know i don't know what to do no you see then again i don't know i say our job is to put the issues out there we will put it out there there are parents who listen to us there are people in the educational system who listen to us you are the ones who suffer you and I have had this conversation in private several times. The day I got fed up with the situation that was there, I found my personal solution to it. Mm-hmm. You understand? Parents need to sit down and raise and, and consider what is important for them. Okay? What are the issues? If there is a problem, parents need to speak up. Which is why I found it interesting that we heard from the National PTA last week. I haven't heard from them again. But perhaps maybe they should up the ante a bit on this situation because it does not look like it is improving anytime soon and it's not going to improve anytime soon. Now, the bread situation, Mm -hmm. a lot of schools, and if you go through the messages, a lot of people are complaining about the bread. And the bread situation has been ongoing for a very long time, particularly because, and that that one you can also add the Ukraine situation. Because the flour, so flour prices have gone up. Yes. So even if you have flour, you don't want to supply to a school who will not pay you. Yeah, now. but we also bring we also bring a lot of uh, wheat actually from Canada. Is this not the time to do the cassava thing? So the which is the suggestion that has come up? So why don't you do innovations? But then the thing also is, do you want to innovate with kids? The 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 no, bellies of kids. But it's not it's not like full cassava. It's no, I know. Mix. No, I know. So I, guess, I, I know. I know, but I'm just saying that feeding at that level comes with its own. Yeah. You know, it, it makes me grateful because at least when I was in secondary school, the yeah. tea bread was very good. Yeah, mm. they used to give us tea bread. With, it was now yabonu powder. It, it was so good. See, to think about how students are struggling now, I really don't understand because even my time, which you would say was not the best time in the yeah. world, the nineties, at least we had tea and bread. Yeah, and the tea was the tea bread was good. You see, and you then know, and then the the last part get bread. that. People, people will be a bit upset about at me for what I'm about to say, but I just feel I need to say the approach to the senior high school system, where the the legacy schools, so to say, 
are no longer being treated like legacy schools. And so there is a shift from the old students. You see, I'm a legacy. If I had a son, he would go to that school. So you are prepared to pay premium. Premium. So if Prempers has paid ten thousand to build a new assembly hall, yes. you will find it and pay. I, I will pay because, because so, I, I'm preparing. So Prempers can raise more money from you from me than some other school from can. Some other, than, and the government must understand, understand that that, that relationship is. is what is there. It, that is what it is. If they try and interfere with that, then they will destroy what has kept the schools going. You see, because and most of the people who make these policies are beneficiaries of legacy schools. Mm. Where did Doctor Richum go to school? He went to USC. Yeah, invest of South Cal- Cal- California. That's a massive legacy school. Massive. Yeah. You see, how did he benefit from it? Mm. Where did the finance minister go to school? Yale and the rest? Mm-hmm. Massive legacy, legacy schools. schools. How did he attend it? Are you saying that the free research is trying to but it has diluted the legacy? It has diluted the legacy system. You see, attempting to or has succeeded. I, 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 I don't, but don't forget, can go to the house nine in Presec. The parents are contributing to so, so they are still. How do you, you see? Even but, this week, my old boy said, "I owe for the, our project," and <laughs> they sent me a, a WhatsApp message. That so, with the computerized system, yeah. which is supposed to balance it out, how are they getting there? Exactly. I get you now. So you're saying that even the premium that alumni get for their mm. contribution, where the son goes to the school, may soon not work. Yes, because of the CSSP. Yes, you see and. Whether you like it or not, and I like the text that sent a message that you read. He said, whether I like it or not, there are categories of schools. There's, there's an attempt to try and balance everything out. Let's talk, let's, let's talk to the, the, ranking, let's talk to the ranking member of the Education Committee. Already, the Speaker has asked five committees in Parliament to work on this matter. So it's a big thing. And I'm sure the Education, uh, education Committee is at the centre. Honorable Peter Notchukotoy is a member of Parliament for um i think it's akachi south i think it's akachi south if i'm not sure oh no, was it akachi south or akachi north it's akachi north akachi north okay so yes. i've read akbar and those places exactly fantastic thank you for joining us listening to all we've said i've spoken to angel kabonu he says free shs should not be the same as free feeding he says ptas are not working i spoke to a uh, an anonymous storekeeper in a school he says six food items are scarce. They can't even do butter anymore. They are being forced to now um, do double invoicing because the price that they are, uh, the buffer stock is offering the supplies is too low and that it's a very pathetic situation in a lot of the schools. Listening to this as the ranking member on education who has been tasked by the speaker to investigate all of this, what do you have to say? Uh, thank you very much and uh, good morning to you and your listeners. The situation in our senior high schools is a very critical one, which must be given the necessary attention. Otherwise, in the next few days, uh, the situation will blow into our faces and will not be able to contain it. Uh, with the free senior high school, right at the inception of the program, we cautioned government that the free feeding that the government has started was not going to be sustainable. Because uh, the numbers will keep increasing, and there will be more demand for boarding facilities. So they should let parents who wanted their wards to be in the boarding houses pay. But uh, we were described as uh, doomsayers and naysayers. 
And a lot of money had gone into the free senior high school. Uh, over 7.2 billion cities had been spent. And every year, at least 2.4 billion has to be budgeted. And if that is the case, it will not go well for us, and we will be paying more for education, only feeding, than improving on facilities and uh, infrastructure. Now, they are finding it very difficult to feed the students. And some of us have been of the view that let parents who can pay do so, as the Minister for Finance suggested some time ago. But because of uh, political expediency, government will not listen to us. So what the storekeeper said was right. Uh, we have done our investigations. And what he said is very true because uh, there is uh, over-invoicing. Because the prices given the suppliers or the contractors is so low that if they don't do anything about it, uh, they will not be able to sustain their business. And who is losing? It is the student and the state because they are fed on what uh, they have. How can students be going to uh, the dining hall for six months now and not taking breaks? Uh, you are only given uh, cocoa with uh, some sugar. Even these days, they say there's no sugar, so they should provide their own. Uh, are you saying sugar? that what he said from the eastern region, you have confirmed it in other regions? Which regions have you have you? Yes, at least Volta and Greater Accra and Upper West region. That one I can confirm it. And it is all over the country. You know, at a point, heads of the schools will have to swap uh, food items with their colleague heads. So if you had more rice, uh, you needed flour, you swap or uh, do butter trade. Uh -huh. That was what was happening. But they have reached a situation now where they cannot do, uh, do it again because you don't have enough. So what are you going to do? So I think government has a big problem. The uh, buffer stock is owing the contractors so much over 200 million Ghana cities. And if you say it, they will deny it. Uh, early this year, when we said it, that they were owing over uh, 300 million, they quickly went and paid 142 million. When they are going to pay the balance, we don't know. And then they continue to supply food items again. They have reached a situation or a point where they can no longer uh, provide the food items. So government must release funds immediately. It is not the fault of the Ministry of Education. It is the fault of uh, government and the finance ministry. Because they are not releasing money. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so yesterday, we, yesterday we heard the speaker say that five committees must look into these matters. I guess your committee is at the center of all of this. What do you understand yeah. as your terms of reference, and what are you going to find out? Yeah, uh, you know, if you look at the Ghana school feeding program, the situation there is very bad. How can you feed children on ninety-seven pesos a meal? and expect a good meal to be given to them. That is point number one. Point number two, they are not even paying them for the services they have uh, provided. I have a tall list of persons who were even underpaid, and they don't want to pay them for the services they have uh, rendered. They have so many other complaints. The caterers have so many uh, complaints. We have even discovered some uh, ghost caterers in the system in about four regions. And uh, these are things we are going to investigate. 
Yes. So we will do our work as a committee that the speaker has uh, given the job to do. I only pray that uh, we will get the cooperation of uh, those at the buffer stock and the Ghana School Feeding Program Secretariat so that uh, we can do a good job. And in fact, the program as it is now, if care is not taken, we cannot sustain it. Because uh, I must be very frank with you. The cost, government is finding very difficult to bear it. Wow. So in the interim, you're saying it's the finance ministry that has to intervene. But what about the long-term conversation about payment? I heard Angel say, for example, that maybe we should find a way of means testing and so that free SHS should not mean free feeding. Day schools can be free, but borders must pay. Are you prepared to lead this in a, an apolitical way? Because I think the fear has been the politicization, right? So if, if the, the minority, for example, can call the Minister for Education to say, let's have a discussion about how to make free SHS more sustainable because it has come to stay. Because if, 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 if it is politicization we are afraid of, it is two groups that do it. It's you, NDC, and MPP, right? Now in this, uh, about uh, three years ago, Hello? Hello, sir? We, we, we seem to have lost... Yeah, yes, go ahead. Can you repeat what you said? We lost you. Can you repeat what you said? I'm saying that uh, three years ago, we called for a review of the program, looking at the challenges that uh, the Free Student High School program was facing. Uh, the term review was uh, pursued to mean cancellation. So we are very careful now as what to say. But we will continue to say that there's a need to review it so that the body system is reviewed. Parents who can pay should pay. We should identify the needy ones and give them scholarship to enable them to go to secondary school. If you go to Nigeria, almost all schools are day schools. You just get out from your home and go to school. And that was why President Mahama started this uh, e-block uh, system so that the schools will be closer to the people. So I hope that uh, the minister is listening, government is listening, and they will call for a review and we will make our points uh, clear to them so that this is what they need to do to review the program. Th- thank you for, for talking to us. Honorable Peter Notchukoto is the MP for Akachi North and is also the... Um, uh, a ranking member on the education committee who are one of five committees the speaker has tasked to investigate the arrangements of school feeding and come up with recommendations. It's five minutes past nine. If you're a parent, we want to hear from you or a teacher. Now, there are two ways you can call us. You can either just pick up your phone and call or you can send us a voice note. How are you managing? What are you hearing from your, 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 your children in school? How are you managing? If you're a parent listening or a just a consent teacher or just a Ghanaian. Send us a WhatsApp voice note 54 998 We'll be right back. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Sister Bert, come, come. You they resemble my sister proper. Oh, me and Tisa, you be my sister. Oh, what's your name? Few of your comments we, we have a received. Lot. Charlie, it's, it's a it's, lot it's, of it's, messages. It's so many things. But guys, don't get depressed. Sometimes, no, what the media is supposed to do is to let you see the reality. Yeah, then you can solve yourself. it. So, if we don't tell you the truth, you can't take the right decision. So, if I'm sure people are saying, Charlie, Ghana cry, why are things so bad? No, no, no. Just know that these are the realities. So that you mm. can then put the right pressure on the system to okay. do the right thing. Yes. 
Um, Bernard, mm-hmm. uh, we, we have this one from Michael in Cape Coast. says, Bernard, mm-hmm. please, what is the percentage of free SHS budget in relation to total GDP? Going through the budget, free SHS is not even 2% of the total GDP. Mm-hmm. One-fifth of free SHS budget is what parliament of about 400 people receive as compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Nash Medina says, good morning, Bernard and team. Please, let's be truthful to ourselves. Tuition at the senior high school has been free. Mm-hmm. What parents used to pay is boarding fees, which uh, is for feeding, mm-hmm. morning, afternoon, and evening. Mm-hmm. A government which does not have control on how to make citizens responsible. How can it feed students? Mm-hmm. We cannot burden the few uh, paying taxes and being responsible in planning their families to be slaves for responsible parents mm-hmm. and whatnot. He's very, very angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boys, <laughs> Let's go on. Uh, this is uh, son of a guy seller says, well, I don't think there's any friction. The issue is that politics and his own party will allow him, if you want to be blunt. Do you think he doesn't know there are problems? He knows, pa. He just can't talk because someone gave him the job and can fire him anytime. Ghana's problems like Manchester United. Everyone knows what the problem is except those in power. Free senior high school shouldn't be free for borders and some schools. A lot of parents can pay fees. Kujayantri uh, from Adias says, Good morning, Bernard and team. The shortage of food in the senior high schools is nationwide. I can say for a fact that Presbyterian Senior High School Adiaso has experienced a shortage of flour for over two months now. Children go to the dining hall and take either tea, porridge, and rice water without bread. Mm. Good morning, Benavle. Mm. I do not think the education minister can on his own start engaging the heads of schools and PTAs about solutions to the problems of the senior high school mm-hmm. without recourse to the president and his cabinet. Mm. It would be difficult for government to accept any solution from any external source for fear of politicization. Then he should tell cabinet that he wants to do it. He should tell cabinet that the solution to this is to get everybody to contribute mm. and let cabinet discuss it and give him the go-ahead mm. to do it. This one says, this is a teacher from the North He says, Bernard, in my school, before the strike, it was margarine. They were using for everything, including gobe. The gobe itself, you can count the beans with plenty of water. Mm. Porridge is dressed with salt, so you can go with your own sugar to balance. I'm home now, so I don't know if the situation has changed. Well, he's striking, so he doesn't know what is happening. Bernard, the headmasters just want to chop money from supplies. That's all. You realize that only the heads are complaining about centralization. Well, there's no food. That's the major problem with centralization. Mm-hmm. So it's not that the heads are complaining about centralization. Mm-hmm. They're complaining about the lack of food. Yep. So the problem is not about the centralization. The problem is about the lack of food. There's mm-hmm. no food. Kobe uh, from Adenta says, Good morning, city. Mm-hmm. This is about how the minister is measured from, his, from the perspective of his bosses. Uh, the KPI is how well he upholds the campaign promises hmm. and not how well he actually performs. Hmm. It might sound silly, but that is bread, that is their bread and butter. That is how he gets paid. Hmm. Let him attempt a realistic fix now hmm. and damn the implications to the government and he will be replaced in a minute. Hmm. That is our sad reality. When politics leads, everything else becomes bizarre. Oh, God. Did we really have the infrastructure to put every child and feed every child? Hmm. It was a good promise to win an election. I think we all know the answer. That is why we have all sorts of weird explanations for issues in all sectors. Hmm. We are not working, no. We are just doing politics. And this is where we are. Oh, Charlie. Okay, this one says, The president had eight years to think through the implementation of free senior high school hmm. from 2008 through 2012 to 2016. Hmm. It had been his campaign message. Hmm. How did we get here? Hmm. Free SHS is good, no doubt. But we've been talking about targeting to ensure that the assistance is given on needs basis. Hmm. We have financial aid offices at the universities which provide assistance to needy students, and they work. Hmm. Would it be bad to have perhaps guidance and counseling offices in the various senior high schools to handle and vet needy students who deserve financial assistance? Mm-hmm. It's a good question that he is asking. Mm-hmm. Godfred says, mm-hmm. 
Free Senior High School feeding should not be a problem if PFJ and this integration was to work well. Hmm. Today, excess grains and tubers from Ghana is being shipped to a Sahel neighborhood with reckless abandon. Mm. Send your team to Techiman and see for yourself. Mm. The Sahel merchant trucks come to Ghana with largely onions and tomatoes and then return to Mali, Burkina, Niger and they carry grains, articulated tons of grains mm-hmm. under the helpless eyes of immigration and self-officials. Mm-hmm. What country are we running? Mm-hmm. People appointed to offices must work. Mm-hmm. They must work. Uh, that Greek ministry has failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Greek minister has failed. He should focus on his job instead of gallivanting mm-hmm. around with his presidential ambitions. Uh, <laughs> Tony from Tema says, um, good morning, but I didn't think the government is just being arrogant mm-hmm. and political about this free senior high school thing. I'm mm-hmm. a parent in mm-hmm. one of the schools in Cape Coast, mm-hmm. and PA pays a lot of money to keep the girls in school. Oh. We pay to fix infrastructure deficits and water systems, etc. Oh. Oh. I think gov- uh, they should, uh, government should swallow this pride right. and allow parents to be a part of these schools. Mm. Papa J from, from DC, DC. Mm-hmm. says, uh, hello, Bernard and team. Let's switch to solutions for the Minister of, Edu- uh, for the Minister of Education to chew on to resolve the challenges of funding mm-hmm. for the free senior high school. Mm-hmm. I suggest that an income bracket of parents should be determined using the attain Ghana card, position and place of employment, self-declared income level, etc. We should guide how much the parents should contribute towards their child's senior high school education. This contribution should be graduated based on income levels. Punitive measures should be prescribed for false information regarding income level. Interesting. Uh, Nanaya from Tema says, Good morning, Bernard. The feeding component is almost 500 Ghana CDs per term, which translates to about 160 Ghana CDs per month for feeding of a student in boarding. If a school has 2,000 students, it means 32,000 Ghana CDs per month for HT to feed the students. Some parents are paying this for real. Why on earth will a government ignore stakeholders' contribution? This is really absurd. Mm. Um, so Lots the, of comments, yes. eh? <laughs> This wow. one says, Bernard, targeting free senior high school is not a difficult thing. Oh. There's already a methodology used to effectively target people on LEAP. Mm-hmm. All that is needed is a small modification of the methodology. Oh. Government doesn't care about education. All they care about are elections. Sadly. Niyama from North Kanishi says, mm. Bernard, this is what I think the government should do. Mm-hmm. One, allow the schools to charge their fees. Okay. Two, Mm-hmm. Government should provide what they can afford for all students. Example, 1,000 Ghana cities per child. Mm-hmm. Three, students or parents should pay the difference and go to their school of choice. That's all. If, for example, Ashmata is charging 1,500 Ghana cities for fees, mm-hmm. parents will know that they will pay an extra 500 Ghana cities. That's all. If Mangwa SHS is charging 800 cities, mm-hmm. parents will know they're entitled to balance 200 Ghana cities if they choose that school. Simple. That's all he's saying. I like that idea. <laughs> Prince from Madina says, uh, the free senior high school is like a Ponzi scheme in terms of how it was implemented. Hey. It will favor the early birds who were enrolled in, let's say, 2017 to 2020. Mm-hmm. Those latter entrants are bound to suffer as it is a burdensome policy for the government, which is not entirely focused on academic needs. Mm-hmm. The question I always ask is, will parents not feed their awards had the free senior high school not been available? Oh. 97 Ghana pesos on my mind. Mm-hmm. As for this one, only some Greek education and finance ministers will understand. And the final one mm-hmm. says the this shortage in senior high schools has been lingering for months. Mm-hmm. My niece had to pass call last week that all food sizes had been reduced. Hey. They take their own sugar to the dining hall and it's without bread. So why do you even go to the dining hall? And then, if you are going to be giving tea and you have to send your own sugar and you don't have bread, no, why are they wasting time calling the dining hall? Well, this is a friend of mine. He's a teacher in the Volta region and has his daughter in one of the preeminent schools in the region. He says, Godfrey, I've had to visit my daughter about three times in the past month with food prepared from home. I've sent her money on three different occasions just for backup. It's not that she's wasteful. There's virtually no food in the school. Simple. And this is Keta school. 
parents of the final students are paying 250 Ghana cities for extra lessons. Oh Lord. But I agree with Angel perfectly as in the structure of this free SHS thing. I've always told my friends that I like this system, but it's not fair to all. As Angel has said, he is 100% correct. Good morning, Bernard. We shouldn't forget that Coco scholarship for the needy was enjoyed by affluent people in Ghana. How many people will be prepared to say they are affluent or average citizens and so would like to pay for the awards? Well, let's give it a shot. Bernard and team. I please, Education Minister doesn't know much of our educational system. He wants to impose his U.S. ideas on the Ghana system. Please ask GHH1 teachers what he is teaching now. Ask him what exam the kids will be writing. Due to the challenges of the system, they have even forgotten their GHS level. What is their plan for education? They have none. They are just politicking. Benade, what the storekeeper is saying is true. My assistant head, master, my assistant head administration has told us the same thing. Eight bucks for ten bucks, and sometimes they put stones in to make it heavy. Ooh. Oh, are you serious? Oh, so to put stones. stones to make it heavy. These are people's children you are talking about. Are people that was? But you know, he's not the only person who said this. So somebody said she spoke to a head teacher, who was also saying that the rice they were supplied had many tiny stones, and that the head teacher suspects they just throw everything in to make the weight of the bag. How, how despicable, Charlie. The whole system needs deliverance. So, is it that like, okay, just eat what we can provide for you and don't complain? Is that what it is? I don't even know. All right, so let me uh, okay. air a couple of voice notes for you as we get ready for our next interview. Um, so, I think the, by the way, my name is Senna. I think the free SHS um, thing is it's a good, it's a good policy, but it's just the implementation that I think the government, not that I think, but the government actually has gotten it wrong. Yes, I mean tuition and um, test books and all the other things that concerns um, academic can be free. The government can take care of that. But for those in the boarding house, I think they should be paying. They should pay the boarding fee. They should pay for feeding. But their tuition fee, test books can be taken care of by the government. And I think this is the way to go. When I was in school, I never experienced that. I mean, from 2002 to 2005, there was no time where there was a shortage of bread or sugar or oil or rice or maize. There was never a thing like that because we were paid. So I think that that is the way the government should go. Pay for the tuition, textbook support, and then those who want to be in the boarding house, they pay for the boarding fee and feeding. Thank you. Uh, good morning. Uh, my name is Alfred. I teach at the Mabuka uh, State College in Kibi. But the situation is such that um, over here, um, so far we have student population in Form 2 who they are currently in school around 900. Form 3 population around 600 plus, so when you put it together, count it to 1,005 students. Um, each dining, go to dining, because the food supply is totally woofing adequate as, and it's not one month issue, this is persistent. Because of that, dining hardly feed 50 bowls, 100 bowls, 10 students are to a table, to one bowl. 
10 students to a bowl. And when you look at the volume of food in the bowl, 10 students to that bowl. So because of the 90 percent of the students are discouraged, they don't go. They always call the parents, send them money. And the headmaster says, I don't want to go to PTN, there is staff meeting that you complain and you want to. They are in perpetual fear. Even as I'm talking to you, if your headmaster hears that you complain on media, your staff meeting will be bastardizing you, trying to create um, some um, sense of um, um, as if he's been a head, he's not managing the situation, and so they've been appointed to manage. So if it is one, one cup of maize, your duty pay the appointment is to manage it. So they are managers. So if you expose some of these things, they see you as you are against them, trying to uh, um, um, put check on them for which their name will be in the public, in the school, and they may be fired or they may be deported. So it's a big issue, and we expect the media to take the certain stage. What the heads are handicapped, they can't talk. It's only the teachers who can talk. 929, City Breakfast Show, talking education before we get into our next interview. Yep, let's talk about Surfline. They're offering a business bodyguard called Surfline Internet and Business Solutions, or SIBS. With SIBS, you can rest assured that hackers and scammers can't come near your business. It's designed to safeguard your production outlines on online transactions, social media pages, and so on. Choose digital protection to prevent your social media accounts from impersonation attacks. SIBS is the best investment you'll ever make for your business. Call 0302-745-766. Surfline, better together. And can you imagine over 1,000 or 1 million Ghana cities raining on people everywhere? Well, the Airtel Tigo Togumisu Reloaded promo is back. It's from now till September 2022. You can command your money shower and win your share of over a million Ghana CDs. Just dial star 500 hash and check your weekly AT money calls and data targets to enter the promo. All winners will be contacted with 026-0000100 only. Any other number is a scam. Now this is regulated by the Gaming Commission of Ghana. Airtel Tigo, life is simple. And cocoa dairy-free is a fully plant-based milk. Cocoa milk is dairy-free, lactose-free, cholesterol-free, GMO-free, soya-free, allergy-free, gluten-free, sugar-free, and 100% vegan. It's enriched with nine key vitamins and minerals, which boost your daily immune system, is good for sports people, lactating and pregnant women, toddlers, and the elderly, and it helps in the mental development of kids. Cocoa milk is approved by the Vegan Society of UK and the FDA. It's in all Malcolm shops, Ernest Chemist shops, Bachanato and all supermarkets. Call 0274-440-180 or go to at Coco Dairy Free GH. And ECG, the Electricity Company of Ghana, wishes to inform our cherished customers and the general public that the one-month moratorium given to all customers to herald a nationwide exercise of auditing all our meters ended on Wednesday, the 6th of July. However, the following the positive feedback from our customers, the moratorium has been extended by two more weeks and it ends on Wednesday, the 20th of July. Now, if you're a postpaid customer who has a meter but doesn't receive bills, or a prepaid customer who doesn't purchase electricity credit, or your meter is faulty, or you've tampered with it, or any other form of electrical illegality, you'll be found out. After the expiration of this extended moratorium, customers who are caught stealing electricity will be charged in accordance with the law, and your names will be published widely. Time check is 9.31. We want to turn our attention to our course, uh, our, our segment on uh, Wednesdays. We have a short skit. 
which will be airing for you on HIV treatment. They will be speaking to Miss Edith Asari Mensa of the National AIDS Control Program. So here's a quick one on the HIV treatment. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Minister Tan City Breakfast Show and Ghana Pay has landed the all new Ghana Pay mobile money service. You can send and receive money at zero transactional fee, pay bills, buy airtime and data, transfer money to and from your bank account, and do so much more your way. Register for Ghana Pay by downloading the Ghana Pay app from the Play Store or the App Store. Dial star 707 hash, visit any branch of your selected bank to activate the wallet. How important is your help to you? How often do you visit a health facility? Visit Vic Dunk Healthcare, a Ghana Health Special or Service Certified Healthcare Center that specializes in kidney stones, hepatomegaly, hypertension, fatty liver treatment, and more. Vic Dunk Healthcare specializes in using 100% natural medicines in all treatment. So visit Vic Dunk Healthcare on the Spintex Road behind the Standard Chartered Bank. Call 0549-951211 or 0502-661-346. And if you're thinking about getting that project started or paying for rent and fees for your course, worry no more, First Atlantic Bank's controller loan is here. So long as you're a government worker whose salary is paid to the controller, you can apply for a loan of up to 150,000 cities for all your pressing needs. Call or dial star 442 star 30 hash and apply and enjoy the lowest rates ever. Terms and conditions apply. First Atlantic Bank refreshingly different. And reserve a Dodoa Hills premium plot at Dodoa near the fire service. Enjoy secure gated community living with swag. Facilities like electricity, shopping center, gym and fitness all available. Pay a 5,000 city deposit to reserve a plot and spread the balance within a year to own your own premium plot today. Call 0540-633-569 or 0249-399-932. Help your child build great in school because the great they build in sports, they build for life. Energize your child with a nourishing cup of Milo to go further. Milo is the energy to go further. This advert is supported or approved by FDA. With some seven minutes to ten, there's a big reveal that we're about to do for the morning. And I have in the studio AJ Akuaku Sapong and 
Fiyoko Seiram Ashong Abe ASAB. I know it. <laughs> and then AKAS. Yes, you can so say. So I have Akas and Asab. <laughs> so I have Akas and Asab. <laughs> A, no, no, you are AJ, you are Ajas. Well, technically, I am Nas. I am N A A A S. Nana. Ajua Aminua Akwakosako. Now, I, now I, the, the acronym is lost. And then you are uh, ASAA. ASAA. You know, we used to use that when we were, when I was when I was teenager. I was trying to sign your yeah, signature. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. look at like your initials. Yeah. So, so my initials B K K E. Then at Koku Kafu, you have like it wasn't working. Always forget about the Kafu. Yeah, it wasn't working. Yeah, it wasn't working. Anyway, so we are here to reveal the new yes season of Sister Sister. Aha, starting tomorrow. What time? 7 p.m. Radio or TV. Radio. What are you guys discussing? Everything. Mm. Oh, love. love. Relationship, sex, so marriage. Um, yeah. Things yeah. are happening in this town. It's, we are the only ones who are just walking up and down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very vanilla. Vanilla lives, really. You're the new host. I am the new sister, host. Sister, sister. I'm excited. How do you feel about the show? I, uh, well, since this is something that I've always been obsessed with, um, mm. we, we listen religiously, we yeah. follow, we watch, and to be the host of it is, is something I never even dreamt was possible. So I'm mm. really, really excited. What role do you have in selecting the topics? <laughs> that I leave to the people because we don't even have to stress with that. Oh, okay. So many people send in so many different um, stories. So those things are real. They They're are real. going people's mm-hmm. personal lives, which mm-hmm. are yeah. real. People's yeah. personal yeah. lives. Not so AJ, Bernard. The struggle is what to add this week. So it's like you have hundreds. You're like, okay, this this week. Okay, maybe this is too much. Mm-hmm. Let's do that for next week. So that's that's wow. the, the struggle fixing. So Abby, what's what's the new slant to sister sister? Apart from the fact that we have a new host, so Jessica is no longer here. So right. it's AJ that's hosting the show what's the new dimension what's the new feeling no i mean you know you you as much as possible in production try to work with your host and build around their energy mm-hmm. now aj has big energy mm-hmm. you know and she yeah. also i mean yeah. it, it, yes yeah. big energy yeah, and yeah. a big laugh yeah you know yeah. <laughs> there, there it is there it is now aj is you know 30 yes going on 31 yes so she falls just in the middle of the brackets that you know, grew up yeah. with Jessica, yeah. right? And then those who are coming up. Mm-hmm. So it sort of bridges the dynamic. So you see mm-hmm. a lot of, of the conversations happening mm-hmm. around that. So it's in that transition exactly. bracket. Exactly. Yeah. And then if you're watching on TV, the mm-hmm. production value is different. Mm-hmm. There are lots of things that we've introduced. Ooh. Lots of new things to feast your Ooh. eyes on, apart from age. Are you aware mm-hmm. that a lot of your viewers are men yes yes, <laughs> yes. And these men are for the guys yeah, from around 45 yeah to 58 yeah the, the juiciest yes. ages the yeah. people yeah. who yeah. have the money uh-huh. mm. but sometimes if you're young when kids are about to go to sss why feed the ball let me hear what these guys are saying yeah what are these not troublesome so are you guys aware yes very much so but why do you still discuss the thing from a female perspective? Because that's you, what... Uh, or the men want to know. They want to yes. know. They, want, they, to they know. want the code that mm. breaks, okay. you know, what they're trying to understand from a woman's perspective. And the mm. sisters do that for them. They do it unapologetically. Okay, do you get surprised that it's men... Honestly. Do you get surprised that it's men... No. No. Of a certain age. Who like to... Oh, oh, they're so like is telling it, us the thing coming back. Is it the gender or the age that you that surprises <laughs> both, you? Both. Both. 
the I, age group, right? Yeah, and the, the fact that like so, some guys like actually your people white and white. Look, some of some of the some of the main filler that I hear in town comes from men in that age group. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. like filler. Yes, yeah. yes. And there's small filler something, fin, something. Fin, fin, Is it midlife crisis or what? No. And they'll be listening. Quite they'll be listening. And yes. they'll share it among their friends. And then why is last night? There's a saying that men will always be boys. So those things that excited men about the girls when they were boys. They still want to know. So meet women. What's mm. your promise to your audience? We, we the quiet men. Yes. Who are listening in their cars alone. Yes. <laughs> not wanting to be disturbed. Yes. Um, we give the cheat code to a woman. And sometimes give the cheat code for to a man to the woman. So, so it's it's honestly the show that allows you mm. understand how yeah. the woman thinks. Mm. So that's definitely something we we can assure them. We assure them mm. consistent mm. conversation and entertainment. Mm-hmm. So it's it starting tonight. It's starting tomorrow, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night at Radio. seven p.m. When does it come on TV? It comes on TV Friday night at nine p.m. So please take note of those times. Yes. Thursday seven p.m. on radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friday nine p.m. On television. on television. One day you should let the men ask you, not come on the show. They should yeah. call in and ask you questions about yourself. The most. You got to be asking me. Oh, but will they? they yes. Wait, men ask you about AJ. Yes. What so, do they ask? This is the question. They, they want to know if she's available. <laughs> she's available. Yeah, so I usually play the Camilo song for them. Uh-huh. She says she will be available, but she's not here. She's thinking. I'm thinking. She's available depending on yeah, the pros- some the prospects. Yeah, some so, so, yeah, so applications can be sent. So around. one day you should do a show around mm. your availability. That's I a good think, idea. yeah, maybe one Friday. One Friday. Are you on? Are you on this week? No, I'm not. But you're yeah, be behind the scenes. Oh, you're behind the you scenes. Know, yeah, okay. curating the messages that people are sending mm. and, and making sure that they get. To talk to radio and to Charlie, but some of the messages, some of the I scenarios, you're like, no, like, yo, what are people going through? Yeah, like, 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 no, serious, serious. Sometimes I wonder. Serious. You know, I didn't know that agony ants were real. Yeah, but apparently, there are some people depend on them. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. You know, yeah. I just pray I don't get to that stage. <laughs> <laughs> Dear AJ, eh? I've been timing this girl, but Come she doesn't on. give me attention. Full and stop. every time I call, her, she's with some other man. Do you think she loves me? <laughs> Anytime I ask her for us to go out, she says she doesn't want her friends to see me because she thinks that she says I'm too precious for her to show me to some people. So I want to know if she still loves me. Then the girl will say, Really? No, 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 but I like the way you people. You know, you cut through the chase. Yeah. It's like Judy. The girl doesn't like yeah. you. Just leave. Yes. Oh. All right. So thank you, AJ. Thank you. 7 p.m. tonight. Tomorrow night. Yes. Tomorrow night. Thursday, Thursday night. night. Yes. And then 9 p.m. on Friday. Happy. Yes. Happy. Of course, good to see you. Thank you. Yeah. But this is not. Yeah. AJ is not saying she's available. I'm just the one playing the song. She is. She's saying it. She's saying it with her full chest. She's available. With her full chest. Just send in applications. I will review it. Hopefully, and I will vet the application. To be tough. All right, today's the birthday of Samens. Happy birthday to our boss, our father, our brother, the man behind the CDFM City TV. 
Same. Then we are going to do a small eating something. Mm-hmm. We are going to eat something small. Mm-hmm. Something small. 